Hey guys, brand new podcast, live from Antwerp. I'm in Antwerp, and I have great news. We have added shows on the Body Shots Fall Tour. Los Angeles, we added a show. Kalamazoo, we added a show. Houston, we added a show. Chicago, we've added a show at the Chicago Theater. Cleveland, we've added a show. And Pittsburgh, we've added a show. And I have a feeling we'll be adding more. But those are on pre-sale right now. Right now, if you want tickets, go to the... BurpBurpBurp.com and you use the promo code SHOTS. They will go on general on sale this Friday. I think that's the correct verbiage. But thank you for everyone who bought tickets. Uh, get your tickets to the cities. I'll list off the cities real quick just so you have them. San Francisco, Los Angeles, Phoenix, Madison, Detroit, Kalamazoo, Kansas City, Des Moines, Omaha, Oklahoma City, San Antonio, Houston, North North. Charleston, Jacksonville, Fort Myers, Syracuse, Buffalo, Pittsburgh, Virginia Beach, Baltimore, Montclair, New Jersey, Huntington, New York, Cincinnati, Columbus, Chicago, Fort Wayne, Fresno, Reno, Cleveland, and Cleveland, and Cleveland, and Cleveland, where I'll be shooting my... Anyway... Get your tickets if you haven't. Almost all shows are sold out. I can't promise that we're going to add shows because some of the venues are so big, we don't know if we're going to be able to add a second show. But get your tickets right now for all, all those ones we've added. Pre-sale starts. Thank you to everyone who's come out for the Body Shots European leg of the tour. This is fucking awesome. I am in a great fucking mood. I've been in a great fucking mood this whole trip. I can't believe it. Usually I melt down. What I do sometimes is I borrow positive energy from tomorrow and I use it today. I have anxiety usually when I fly. I don't like flying. We all know that. And I fucking burn it hard and I get excited and I drink too much on the plane or before the flight or when I even when I land and then I end up bottling all that up and it just dumps out when I was in Australia it dumped out uh the morning the afternoon after the it, before the Sydney show and I was like holy shit um and that hasn't happened at all I haven't been drinking as much as I thought I'd be drinking uh I have barely been drinking on the planes which is you know, I, I credit that to lots of sober October and flying as much as I did then. Now I'm like, I think I'm good. I got it. Um, I'll have a beer, which is shocking for me, but I'll have a beer before takeoff maybe at the airport. And uh, and that's it. And maybe a beer in the air, but it hasn't been that bad. It's been really great. The UK was fucking amazing. I left you at Brighton, I think. And we went to Bath, which is gorgeous. Fucking gorgeous. Uh... Where else did we go? I can't remember, but London, Manchester, Glasgow. Uh, We went somewhere after Bath. Maybe it was just Bath and then London, but it's been fucking amazing. Honestly, closing it out in Manchester was the greatest thing ever. And then, of course, fucking airlines on strike, so none of our flights that were supposed to show up showed up, and and so we've been taking alternate flights and tons of trains and... But it's all been fine. It's been great. I'm very, 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 I'm very proud of myself. I got to attribute a lot of it to Mark Norman. I feel like I've used him as a, as a rescue dog this entire time, one of those emotional support animals. I think he is about broken. I, I, I would be shocked if he ever uh, spoke to me again or ever wanted to tour with me again because I have been probably the most needy motherfucker because I'm in a great mood. I'm like, Mark, come on, let's go eat lunch. Let's go get, let's go get, uh, let's get beers. Let's get beers. And he's like, Jesus, I can't, I'm making him get a beer every time I get a beer and I can see that it's like, <sighs> he's a great guy. Follow him on Instagram. He's putting up a lot of his jokes on Instagram. He's a great joke writer. And, uh, and he's a great comedian all around, but more importantly, he has inspired me to write more than anyone 
which is crazy. He just is so on. He's so like, he's just young in the business, I think, is what it is. And when you're young, you're so excited. Everything's a joke. Everything's like you're, you've, your mind's switched over and you're just in the pocket. And that is so where his head is, is just in the pocket with comedy. And I love it, man. I feel like I've written more this European tour in front of non-speaking audiences because we are on the Scandinavian leg of the tour right now. And we're in... Uh, Antwerp tonight, we were in Stockholm, in Amsterdam, in Oslo last night, and then we take off to Copenhagen for three days. So if you're in Copenhagen, hit me up at uh, Twitter on Twitter and tell me something fun to do. I know there's that outlaw town where I think Mark wants to eat mushrooms, but I'm not going to fuck my... I'm, I'm, in, I'm, I'm not going to fuck with the, the quickening. I've been on such a good way. Antwerp is gorgeous. Antwerp is absolutely fucking gorgeous. It's a national holiday today, so everyone is out in the streets drinking. And we're going to go do this show, and then our flight doesn't leave till 4 tomorrow, so we're going to go have some drinks tonight, get up tomorrow afternoon, have a nice lunch in a square, have some beers, go to the airport, dinner in Copenhagen, and uh, and then off to Dublin. We're closing it out in Dublin. Cowhead's coming out. Mike Calta to everyone. His brother's coming out, I think. John Manns, my photographer's coming out. I'm, I'm told Shane Torres is coming out, but I haven't heard hey or nay. What is that, nay or hey? Um, but yeah, this has been awesome. I can't wait for fucking Australia. I can't fucking wait for Australia. I'm going to Bali with the girls for eight days before Australia starts and then hitting Australia. And I have days off in Australia. So I know I've talked to Adam Greentree we're going to try to do something. But if you're in Australia and got something really fun to do, uh, my cameraman's coming with me for Melbourne. I'm off for three days after Melbourne and then two days in Perth. So if you got something fun to do that we can, you know, we're not going to bring like a camera crew, but shoot a little bit, put it on Instagram, you know, have fun. Let me know. We were thinking about going down to Tasmania for the day, but it's winter around down there. We also thought about going to New Zealand. Tickets are available for New Zealand at their town hall, I think it's called. Um, I think those are the only tickets left. Oh, no, we've added a show in Sydney. We've added a show in Sydney. So if you want tickets in Sydney, you didn't get tickets, we've added a show in Sydney. Great podcast today. I've held off on releasing this podcast, and I'll talk about this a little bit um, after after I talk about my sponsors. But I held off a little bit because there was a little bit of drama going on, and I I didn't want to pile on to it. I don't ever want to pile on to drama. And, uh, And that's what it seemed like I would have done. So I held on to it until I was sure the drama was gone. And, uh, and so now you can listen to it and not if, you know, I don't think anyone's going to be outraged on my podcast, but you can listen to it and kind of hear it as opposed to when it was happening. If that makes any sense. Anyway, this podcast is brought to you by pro flowers. Don't forget to thank the real pros this year. It's mother's day. Where would you be without your mom? I absolutely love my mom. My mom has been my hero my entire fucking life. Every time I fucked up. My mom has always come to my defense. When I wanted to be a comedian, my mom's like, he's my little poet. When I grew up, my hair out, my mom's like, he's my little poet. Now there's going to be a bunch of memes out there like, he's my little poet. My wife also is a mom. Moms fucking rock. You know that. I don't need to tell you that. Let them know that by getting them flowers. Pro flowers is fucking awesome. They let you choose from a variety of bouquets and unique vases that suit every mom's style. And then... You simply select the delivery date you want. It is 
a no-brainer. Flowers are always a home run, and they come in a great box with the vase. We we got a set of pro flowers. They sent us some flowers, you know, kind of like when you do a sponsor, and the flowers are fucking awesome. They're multicolored roses. We open the box, and it just breathed fresh air, and it felt like spring arrived. The package does more than just give you flowers. It makes you feel, it, it emotes energy when you smell them, and give that to your mom. Great packaging, express delivery means that her stock flowers stay fresh and they are packaged carefully and delivered farm fresh right to your door. Right now, get one dozen assorted roses. That's what we got. They're gorgeous for $19. Double the roses and get a premium vase for just nine more dollars. This is fucking a no brainer. Just right now, do this. And then you know that you've gotten your mom taken care of and get one for your wife, for your kids. And then your kids will come up to you and go, oh, hey, dad, thanks for looking out for us. <laughs> That's an Island Chrysler move right there. Can I, cover the, can, I, can I tell her about the flowers? <laughs> Visit proflowers.com. Click the microphone in the upper right corner and enter my promo code BERTCAST. That's proflowers.com. Click the microphone. Enter the code BERTCAST. Mother's Day is May 12th. So don't wait. Order like a pro and get this amazing rose deal to thank all the moms in your life. This podcast is also brought to you by Brewmate. Don't you love warm alcohol? Me neither, and neither did Dylan, the founder of Brewmate. That's why he made it Brewmate's mission to shake up the beverage industry for the better. Brewmate's stylish, insulated drinkware is designed to keep your favorite beverage ice cold all day, and it fucking does that. Trust me when I say this. I have uh, three things of Brewmate. I have the wine slater, I have the uncork glasses, and I have the, I forget what it's called, but it's the tall glass. It's like for, uh, I use it for Tito's and sodas, and you can pick from a bunch of different uh, types of materials. I don't. I have a tactile problem, so I cannot fuck with like a matte black, like a matte steel type thing. I feel like it's sliding out of my hand all the time. I didn't have to worry about that. I picked the ones that were kind of like a like a glossy one, and I can grip them perfect. Is that weird that that's the thing that I talk about in this read is my own OCD? I love all the designs. I love the styles. I literally sat there forever going through all the styles, and there's one I wanted for my uncorked wine glasses that was power blue with a bunch of sparkles in it, and I picked that one, and I love drinking rosé out of it. Ooh, I'm going through a rosé fan phase. Um, I've been getting these rosés from a vineyard up in uh, San Ynez called Demetria. It's gorgeous. If you ever go wine tasting, go there. But so I get the rosé, and rosé needs to be kept cold, and I use the wine slater and the uncorked wine glasses, and it keeps literally the full bottle of rosé at the perfect temperature all day out by the pool. It's like, who wants to go out of the pool to get a glass of rosé when you can just put it in the wine slater and then it is kept that temperature all day? Uh, don't settle for warm alcohol, especially warm wine, warm cocktails, warm beer. They have this uh, hop slater trio. It's a patent three-in-one can cooler that outperforms the competition. And I can't wait to get that because I've been drinking so many beers over here. Anyway, you need yourself one of these. This th- You're going to love it. If you like drinking the way I do, this is your company. Check them out. Don't settle for warm alcohol. Chill out with your favorite drink all day long with Brewmate. Visit brewmate.com and add the code BERTCAST to get 15% off your first order. You are not going to regret this. These glasses are badass and you get to pick from it. It's not just like... There's a ton of different options. That's 15% off your first order when you go to brewmate.com and add the promo code BERTCAST. That's B-R-U-M-A-T-E dot com. 
Add the code BERTCAST. All right, let's start the podcast. Like I said, Lisa Traeger is our guest today. Uh, she was going through some shit, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to pile on. And when I, she signed up to do my podcast, I don't think she knew that this was happening. We talk about this. Ooh, excuse me. We talk about this a little bit and a lot. Um, she went off on a rant as comics do. See, that's what's crazy is what's going on in this society. And we talk about this, what's going on in society. And this is why this was complicated. And this is why I took a little bit of time to release this podcast because Lisa is someone who has called people out and held them to the flame when they have fucked up and it holds people to a high standard and is very, uh, very much a progressive, a feminist and unapologetic for it. She has been very vocal about a lot of issues that maybe I don't agree with, but I agree with her as being a comic, and I agree with comics as speaking their mind. And I know that this is going to be volatile for some of you, but uh, but I this is what I love is that she went on and talked about Bernie Sanders and just fucking railed against him. I disagree personally. I like Bernie Sanders. I wish he didn't. I mean, I wish he was a little more like fucking brand friendly for president, you know. But I liked all the shit he says. Am I going to vote for him? Probably not, but. I don't dislike Bernie Sanders. And she went off on a rail against Bernie Sanders. And then it came up, uh, you know, obviously, as people do, is they see that she doesn't like the person they like, so they go through her timeline, and they found out that she had uh, tweeted the N-word a bunch. And uh, and some anti-Semitic, I don't know, anti-whatever. I, I think she's Jewish, right? She can't be anti-Semitic. But it was, uh, it was like a racist against Asians and, and black people. And by the way, I... It's Twitter, and it's from 10 years ago. I don't know what I posted on Twitter. I, I'm certain I didn't t- post the N-word because <laughs> I, I did a fucking real quick check after I did this podcast with her. <laughs> but who fucking knows what you tweeted, especially when you're a young comic in New York trying to make a splash? All I'll tell you is my YouTube clips, I titled them Black People. Let's talk about black people. Let's talk about Mexicans. Let's talk about blind people. You were trying to get anyone to fucking pay attention to you back then. And so you did whatever you could to throw a fucking line out, hoping that it grabbed onto something and you could pull yourself towards some sort of life in this business. Um, I always support comics. Even when I disagree with them, I always support comics. That is, that is my end-all, be-all. You know, the fucking... It, 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 gets, it does get complicated, obviously, uh, but I always have a comics back. I always let them talk and let the, and hear them out. Cause I think most of all, I connect with that thing they've got to want to be, <laughs> I got that same fucking trigger. So, uh, but this is a great podcast. It is, it is reflective because I think she's on her way out of it. She had stayed offline for a while. Um, but she's also definitely still in the thick of it and it's passed now for her. So all I ask is that you listen to it. Uh, if you definitely disagree with Lisa, do not, don't just don't fucking pile on. Uh, hit her up, talk to her. She may, <laughs> I can't promise she's gonna be uh, fucking receptive, but she is a very cool person. I've party with her a bunch. She is fun as fuck to party with, and uh, and I've pissed her off a number of times, and but we're still friends. Uh, hopefully, I can get her on something's burning. Out in uh, out in New York, but you're gonna love this podcast. It's it's by, by the way, it's it's juicy, it's good, it's fun, and it's past the time where it would have caused anyone any problems. So now I feel safe releasing it. And by the way, that is my call. That's it had nothing to do with Lisa. Lisa was like, release it today. I give two shits. But I just was like, I don't I don't like that. I don't like the piling on bullshit. Uh, if if you go through some shit, 
Let's share it, but let's share it when you're out of it and you can have some perspective and, and look back on it. You know what I mean? And by the way, I may have fucked up. I may have done the wrong decision on that. I should have released it the day of, maybe. But here's where we are. Body Shots World Tour added dates. I will see you out on the road. This fall's looking great, guys. Another tour bus. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. Tour bus champ, sprinter champ, all through Europe. Oh, I hope you have a fantastic fucking day. I really do. I hope you have a great day. I hope it's filled with love and laughter. That's the mood I'm in. And by the way, right now, a lot of you are like, Bert, are you going through a bipolar swing? Very possible. Today's podcast, Lisa Traeger. This is Do you remember the first time we hung out? Um, Vegas? No, no, no. Wild West. Yeah. yeah, Texas. Are you good? Texas. What is it? Tennessee. It was uh, Tennessee. Tennessee. That was the hardest I've ever laughed. Really? One of the uh, uh, top five. Do you remember what we were doing? Why I was where I was laughing? Heads up, heads you up! Know? Oh my god, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you kept ruining the game. <laughs> no, I wasn't ruining the game. I was making it better. <laughs> oh, I did. Oh my god. I was making it better. Jeez. Yeah, I'm babysitting Cowboy, Sabrina and Shauna's dogs. They're in oh, Thailand. Yeah. And he got mad at me yesterday and pooped in my room. Are you serious? Yeah, but I couldn't be mad at him. Did they, where are they, we went to Thailand? Yeah, they Did just, they they're probably feet? still in air somewhere. Uh-huh. They got first class tickets for $600. Huh? But, but it's two days. Of tr- it's like to Hong Kong, to Bangkok, to some island. And then they're all in first class and they, ha- they have someone in economy with the baby because <laughs> the babies Are aren't allowed in first class. Oh, for real? Yeah. So who do they fly, who do they fly economy? Um, this girl, Lara, who used to be Shauna's assistant. They asked me to go and cancel this week to babysit. And I was like, you're so rude. <laughs> hey, the, uh, what, how, how, was the, how was the turnout from uh, the special? For what? In what way? The, uh, how was it? Has it been good? Oh, yeah. People yeah. like it. I've gotten some good things. I also don't get notifications from people who don't follow me, so I don't see the bad stuff. Uh, I, st- I, tr- I stopped using Twitter. Well, yeah. I'm, I'm under attack right now. Yeah? Yeah. Some racist tweets have come out. Because I went on MSNBC and talked about Bernie. Yeah. Because that was the topic they gave me. And people are yeah. like finding old tweets, tagging the tweets to everyone Asian and black that follows me. Um, they are, they think Hillary Clinton paid me to go on it. Did she? (laughs) (laughs) Let's break that here. That sucks. I'm fucking, I, you know what? I, I was just scared about my friends and all of my friends of color and everyone's messaging me. They're like, we know who you are. You're fine. Yeah. That's well, I fucking definitely know who you are. That's ridiculous. I I always, they are bad. There's an N word in there. I mean, they're bad. Oh, for real? Oh, bad Asians. (laughs) Like 18 Asian tweets. Indian guys have tiny dicks, oh, like oh, bad. <laughs> oh my god! And my Asian friend was with me when I found out, so he had to delete all my Asian tweets. He's like, "What?" I was like, "Dating an Asian is like dating someone with one arm." Like, I don't even know what that means. Like, <laughs> just bad, 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 bad. I've said horrible stuff. Yeah. I've said horrible stuff. I've said the N word. I've said it uh, on. I said it on Tom's podcast, and uh, it, I, I stand by me saying it because it's a funny fucking joke. It's I still to this day I wish I could tell it on stage. No, I'm humiliated. Oh, I'm oh. fully humiliated. <laughs> yeah, but that that's here's a, here's the thing. Because then and then I was like, I'm humiliated. Like these suck. Sorry, guys. And then people are like, This isn't real. You're not really sorry. Um, oh, yeah, I, a lot of death threats. I don't know. I'm just like you guys. I'm just a comic. I was just excited to go like? on. Does it? Is it? Does uh? 
it's really it makes me sad is it that i was an idiot like yeah, they're but, so bad but no that, but, but here's my thing is that no one is perfect like yes. no like no one is perfect i i've that's why I I I always stand by comedians. I've n- yeah. I've never once turned my back on a comedian. Even guys that hate me that pe- that post about me yeah. nonstop, I still stand by their freedom of speech and their and and them trying to make a joke. And jokes are so hard to fucking do. Our only goal is to make people laugh. That's it. That's our only thing. That's the thing. It's like n- I wrote none of those in a malicious way, but they're bad. I'm like, human. yeah, but that was, but that, no, but that was, that was the, yeah. that was the, that was what uh, I haven't seen any of the tweets. Obviously yeah. I'm, I'm not on Twitter and I, I That's smart. didn't, I didn't know about Hillary or Bernie or, and I'm not a political guy. Same. I basically, I was asked to be on MSNBC. I'm assuming, I'm special. assuming without knowing what you're talking about. Yeah. I will already assume yeah. that you were, that you were being, Whatever you were saying or said yeah. was to be outrageous and funny. Yeah, basically the segments fall back Friday where you kind where you pick they give you four topics, whatever one you don't like, you go fall back, dude. And so it was Bernie, it was like Pelosi's pink suit, but I loved her suit. I didn't want to talk about it. One was about Instagram <laughs> husbands, and I love that. I What's love Instagram husbands. Basically, you know, lots of girls make money off just posting photos on Instagram, so a lot yeah. of husbands have quit their jobs to just travel with their girlfriends and wives. I love that. And take photos of them with lighting and help them with their outfits and carry stuff fuck so i I want an instagram wife yeah well that's what they said they said that's like a genderless thing that's what they're called but you can be i want my wife to be my instagram husband my wife is my instagram husband yeah it's like so i was like i don't want to shit on them like that's fun and then the other topic was the fiji girl who i loved too but i was like oh the fiji girl that was i love her (laughs) see i have here's my problem right like i'm 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 i want you to finish I'm the exact opposite of Sebastian. So Sebastian, his take on everything is he sees the negative side of uh-huh. it. He gets offended by things. Yeah. But it's, it's a joke. Obviously, everything yeah. he does is a joke. I'm the exact opposite. I loved her. I was I love so things. I just shat on all the celebs that didn't like her. I'm like, she's an unknown model who got more attention than you get over it. The only thing that's bad is like, you know, pl- wasting plastic. But I thought she was like <laughs> chic and fun and I just loved everything about her and yeah. I thought she was funny. And then the other topic was Bernie, so I was like, I don't really like him. So I'll just tell him to go away because he's old and ugly. <laughs> and then people are just <laughs> like it's a joke. And then, pe- and then people are like, you know nothing. You don't have a grasp oh, on politics. God. I'm like, neither do any of us. Are you out of your mind? Unless you majored in political science. No one has. I don't yeah. believe you. You're reading the same garbage I'm reading. I don't know anything. I never even mentioned Hillary. I'm getting... I've just also... You know, I've been doing comedy 10 years. No one really knows who I am. So no one cares what I say most of the time. So I just go on podcast. I just chit chat constantly. No one knows who I am. I remember those. I'm not successful. This clip all of a sudden got like a million views and people were into it. Like a lot of people were like, hell yeah, I got a lot of fun. Like I see no lies. Like so cool. Like black Twitter was going nuts. I was so excited. I was like, oh, cool. I didn't even watch it. I was like, I guess people liked what I said. I went to eat foie gras afterwards to celebrate. I was I was excited to meet Chef Tom Colicchio. That's like he's one of my idols. So all I kept thinking about is I can't believe I get to meet Tom. I didn't care about anything else. And then the next day I wake up and it's just like all my racist tweets I've ever had. People um, I also had a carbon monoxide issue at my house. We had squatters break into our basement and set up generators and almost kill us. So 
People were like, die, bitch. Your fumes are your karma. And I don't go on Twitter. And then Tom Colicchio is tagged in all of them. So my hero. Is Tom who Colicchio I was, Asian? No, he's that not. That would be bad. <laughs> no, he's like a cool He's chef. a one-armed Asian cook. <laughs> oh, my God. They're just so bad. I, I, you know, so my apology was sincere. And then people are like, your apology is not sincere. And it's like, I can't win these well, people did you, over. Did you like, yeah. Because well, I am really sorry. I'm horrified. I am embarrassed. Because if I stood by them, I'd be like, I stand by these. Go fuck yourselves. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm like, I knew not to use the N word in 2016. Like, I knew that. I no, knew it. You didn't. I, 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 once again, I didn't see the tweets. <laughs> I, 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 just, I can't say anything about that. And then a couple of my black oh, friends have texted oh. me and they're like, we love you. You're cool. But can you just never do that again? I'm like, of course, this is awful. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, you're part of the woke generation. Um, yeah, but I don't have a problem with it. I think it's like good to grow as a culture and put people's, um, feelings into the forefront. Like I just didn't understand because some of my tweets are like, we can say uh, like ba the bad word for trans and gay. I was like, I used them. And I was like, we could say it, whatever. We're just comedians. And now I would never advocate for it's, that. And it's, it's like, I don't know, but they're there. There's no excuses. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, it's just, uh, well, they're it out there. Things were very different. You know, like yeah. things were different. Even but also these people don't care. It's not like they care about inequality in the world. They just want to ruin my life. Okay, That's th the thing. let's 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 reverse engineer this a <laughs> yes. little bit. Who is because I know I, I'm you. You've been vocal about uh, the Me Too movement, of course, yeah. And when so, well, that's another thing. And I know I can't control the way people think, and also this might be too self centered to think people are caring about it at all or thinking about me. But I'm so rude to so many white guys, and and I hate so many of their misogynistic jokes. With comics, yeah. Oh, I hate so many comics, uh, <laughs> but. Ari loves I, you, by the way. I, I love Ari him and sometimes you. hate him. Ari loves you. Like, <laughs> no, loves he texted you. me. It was really nice. Ari loves you. I love him too, but he annoys me for sure. And his fans hate me a lot. But really? uh, yeah, they write. They're like, oh, I have vocal fry. So a lot of people are like, you dumb vocal fry valley girl, you know. But I love Ari, but every time I love him, he says or does something. I'm like, I fucking hate you. But then he'll do something. And I'm like, you're the fucking best. But that's that. I mean, that's that's what people that's are. That's like yeah. the family we have with comics. Yeah. Is like there are guys that drive me fucking nuts. Yeah. I always have their back before anyone else's. Yeah. So a bunch. I like a part of me is also feeling insecure that a bunch of comics are like that apology was. Oh, how do you like that? You're trying to, you know, like I'm hope. Probably no one cares about me, but that's another thing I'm like thinking about too. That like, a lot of smug people that are like, yeah, bitch, you know. That well, that is. I think that's a lot of what this culture is. But I've also learned a lot because I think I was on. I don't think I was sympathetic to people. I really don't. I think this has taught me so much because I remember when John Galliano got fired from Dior because he was drunk and said a bunch of things about Jews. I don't know what that is. Oh, <laughs> wait, tell me about that. This was like before even Twitter. I mean, this was like 15 years ago, I think. But he is a designer and he's like very talented. And he was working at Dior, and then a video came out of him being wasted talking shit about Jewish people and he lost his job and he's really been shunned from the fashion industry. And I remember being like, yeah, fuck that. I don't give a fuck. And like, I think I've been one of those people that are too quick to be like, you're wrong. And so this has been an eye opening thing where I'm just like, yeah, if I saw anyone else with these tweets, I would think you're a terrible fucking person. And here I am not thinking I'm that, but like, that's what I wrote. So it is, it's uh yeah, I've learned a lot of different things. But you're, but you're and some of them are out of context like one is to my friend i mean this is so bad but i i was like by dirty do you mean mexican <laughs> which is like fucked but it was to my friend way, that was a sarah silverman joke oh was it no 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 i mean that, that was she had a joke she had a joke not not that but her joke was um 
I'm not racist. I'm dating a Mexican. Would a racist date a Mexican? I think not because they're fucking filthy. <laughs> that was her joke. And like, but here's the thing is like, but yeah, I, so people I, are using it and it's just like, yeah, it sounds gross, but it's like my friend, I don't know. So it, it, it has opened my eyes because I think I was part of the culture that was like, everyone's you're a part done. of that culture. Yeah. Everyone's a part of outrage culture. It feels good. It yeah. feels good to, it, it feels good. And, to and, feel like you're better than someone that you know more. See, I was raised killer. with a dad who I never had the right answer, right? So, mm-hmm. like, I was, when I was a child, when, and th- this was my joke about David Hogg. Remember that kid, David Hogg? Yeah. About the gun things? I wasn't mad at him for speaking out of gun rights. I'm, if anything, I'm jealous that his dad lets him talk out loud in public. <laughs> like, my dad never let me talk out loud in public. When, I, when the Gulf War started, I came home and I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. I think we should be out of the Gulf. And then my dad told me to shut the fuck up and go to my room and not come out until I had a man's opinion. And I went, okay. And then I was sat in my room. I'm like 17 years old. I'm like, I guess I'm wrong. Uh, like I never was right about anything. I To this day, I have a hard time picking if it's a bunch of different stakes. I'll sometimes call my dad. So like, so, but also as a comic, I always was forced, whatever I thought the initial joke was, I then would look at the other side of it. So I've always... Even in social media, I look at the other side of everything. Yeah. Like when the Kevin Hart shit came down with yeah. him saying stuff that, you know, basically yeah. exactly what you did. Yeah. Tweeting stuff 10 years ago, I, I immediately I defend Kevin Hart. Immediately I defend Kevin. Yeah. But then, I, not out loud, I'd never do this to tweet, but I go to the other side and I go, how does that, how's that making them feel? Yeah. Was that apology worth, was that apology a good apology? Yeah. And so... I just don't do it online. Like I, I don't put out my opinions like with the Louis stuff. Yeah, I'll say it here. I support Louis. I support Louis. I, 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 I don't because you won't talk about it. I think it's bullshit. I mean, yeah. whatever happened, it's like you're a fucking comic, and everyone's yeah, but, like, when should he come back? How about when he can talk about it? He refuses to talk about it, and that's what yeah. pisses me off. You're a comic, and you won't even mention it on stage. I, that's that's but, bullshit. To but me. hold on, but you, you, but you're, but we would be dictating his creative process. Meaning, I'll tell yeah. you this. I was excited for him for the day he came back because I wanted to hear his perspective, and which he didn't share. He didn't share. But and but so I'm sit just, at I'm home just, until you have a perspective. I'm just yeah, but I'm just. Imagine. That's what. No, I'm sorry. If you take your dick out at work and you make people like, if that happens, you get on stage and you. By tell the way, people, a lot of us took our dick out, not jacked off in front of women. Yeah, but if we're gonna talk about things that we did and it's messed up like one of my best friends was on the road with a comic and he was wasted when she was driving him and he took his dick out and was like touch my and she was like no and he was like harassing her that's different in the car and it's like she never said anything about it she probably never will he's out there working and it's like it just happens all the time and i don't think it's that crazy to like change behaviors it's not that crazy to change behaviors what i'm talking about is the guys that like myself and Stanhope that would get naked at a party and jump in the pool. Not yeah. what you're talking about is sexual predator. Yes. Like when some that's gross. Yeah. To make to be in a car with a woman and make her feel unsafe. Yes. That is not fair. That's I not think fair. That's what Louis did to these people. I think uh, I think he did, and I think yeah. he I think he did. Yeah. I personally think he did. I yeah. mean. You could say, how else were you supposed to jack off in front of people? Well, maybe just don't jack off in front of people. Also, there's tons of people that would be totally into that. Because yeah. I worked a lot with of them, By the way, a lot of a lot of people were. Like Sarah Silverman was. Her yeah. sister was. She said it on Stern. I, I'm yeah. guessing Janine was based on her support. Well, no, because I worked with Louis and a lot of people are like, well, what, what did you think you knew about this? And I was like, yeah, I'm a fucking pervert. And I would have fucked Louis. <laughs> 
when he invited me to his I house. I love that you are on both sides of this fence <laughs> yeah. on everything. Yeah. You're like, I would have, I remember you saying that to Bobby Kelly one time. You're yeah. like, I would have let him, I would have fucked him too. Yeah. So that's the thing. It's like, there, but that's not what he was into. I just, it bothers me that I don't think he thinks he did something wrong. I think he thinks he's a victim of something and he won't talk about it. And that's what bothers me as like such a truth teller and a comic. And it's just like, he did have you, some funny fucking you jokes. You gotta mention though. it. You see the you see the recent one? Uh, no. If you ever uh, if you ever get caught jacking off in front of a bunch of women and you want the country to forget about it, talk about kids getting shot at schools. Oh, that is funny. <laughs> yeah, dude. I but I I always like you're right. Not everything is black and white, and I it's, but, uh, but but no. Okay. But we're also more sensitive to the things that bother us, and that's why like with the race shit, like I didn't understand it until. A lot later in life you need people to explain things you need to see people's from people's point of view you need to understand the like what's happening and so i'm obviously more like in tune with sex like uh deviant be like sexual behavior because so many of my girlfriends have been assaulted and abused and i think i, I think that's what so i'm more like i'm less forgiving i guess or like less um gray area about those things so you can understand how so you do so being put in a situation, you definitely understand how someone who's Asian may go, I'm less forgiving about that. A hundred percent. I mean, the tweets are bad. They're really bad. I love that you keep just going, they're, they're bad. He, they're, I mean, because you what's funny it? is, because, you know, before Netflix and stuff, I think my manager, they were like, you know, go through your Twitter. And I went through a couple of things and I was like, I'm not, I, I was so cocky. I was like, I can't find anything. I'm searching stuff. I can't find anything. I think I'm just per Like, I was hoisted by my own petard. I swear, I went through my Twitter and I went, I have nothing. I am such a cool-ass person. And then I was like, oh, my God. I said the N-word in 2016. Like, I can't believe it. I was really shocked. I don't, I don't think people believe that I was, like, shocked about it. But I was like, I really couldn't believe some of these tweets for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I texting while driving's the new Asian. I don't know, just like wild things. <laughs> was it a lot of Asian shit? It was like fifteen Asian jokes. Are you serious? So many Asian jokes, and then my Asian friend was like deleting them with his own bare hands. It was like oh. very a goofy night. Did you feel? But, did you feel what? Did you think for any second? Yeah. Wow, this is what Louis must have felt like. Not Louis, but Kevin Hart. Yeah. I. I mean, uh, now, when, not Louie. Did, did your thing come out because after Louis Kevin? Because Louie also, we all knew about it. And what's, what's, we all knew about what's it. What's more deviant about him is like, he has jokes about how men are the biggest danger to women's lives. Yeah. Like he knows about it. And there's a storyline where he like tries to keep Pamela Adlon and Louie. Like the movie was about jerking off on people. Like he knows what he was doing, knew the article was going to come out. It's like, get in front of it. Like, I just, I guess I just don't respect that he put it in all the stuff. He's aware of it. He's a smart ass dude. He knew the article was going to come out. And also years before, like Gawker reached out to him. He just had years to be like, I'm a predator. Because a lot of the comics that I talked to are like, well, he's not Harvey Weinstein. He got lumped in when it all came out. He did get lumped in. And I'm like, in. but it's his problem. He, he had years to talk about it. And he knew the article was going to come out. He has, I'm a nobody. And I knew the article was going to come out. So yeah. for him not to go ahead of it and be like, I'm sorry I did these things. I'm going to go to fucking, I don't know, class. I'm going to volunteer. I'm going to donate. Like, he didn't care until he got caught. And it, that that's what bothers me. It really bothers yeah, but me. I think, that's, I think that's probably, I'd write that off to human behavior, just natural human behavior of like, no one really cares until they get caught, I think. But he, yeah, but he knew he, the Times article was going to come out. Yeah. And he waited for it. He could have... 
went on air. I mean, he could have went to Seth Meyers, any show. Like, he is a mega superstar. Yeah. He could have went on Howard Stern. He could have went anywhere and talked about it. I don't think, I think it still would have been just as bad. I think even if, uh, there's no getting in front of something like that. It's like Michael Richards Or if he out, came out with the gawk. Well, oh. Michael Richards said the N-word at, on stage. Yeah. He went on Letterman. Yeah. To apologize before, like to get in front of it. I never watched it until recently, and it is. It's bad. It's bad. But, but you know, but here's the deal. I, I don't stand by Michael Richards because he's not a comic. Yeah. But like. I'm, it's hard. You're right. There, it, It's just, um, there's a lot. And you're friends with people for decades and you've worked with people and you know them more and you see more through it. But it's just like his behavior bothers me because I just, I don't think he thinks he did anything wrong. Who, Louis? Yeah. But this is a weird question. Um, Do you like him? Like, do you, would you be, if he like called you up, would you talk to him? I don't, I, I, I like, this is so self-involved. I want to interview him. Yeah. Cause I think I'm uh, a unique perspective where I like him. I liked working with him. I think yeah. he's great, but I also think what he did was fucked up and I don't like how he's handling it. Cause I think there's, I think it's like, it's usually like, Aziz fuck him. He should burn and never thing. come back. Aziz is and doing then the it's, same thing. Though. I don't fucking like Aziz. I never did. <laughs> He was a jerk. Like besides this, he was like an egomaniacal lunatic was, who talked know. to no one. Treated pe- he doesn't treat people like people. He's not a nice guy. He's not nice. And then suddenly, when he got caught and like thought he was gonna lose everything, I was eating, and he's like, "Oh, what are you eating?" I'm like, "It's quinoa. You've never spoken to me before. Like, why are you talking to me now?" You know, at least uh, it's just it's just weird. But no, I've seen Louis once at the cellar. Make I got weird. I don't want to be. I didn't say anything to him. Yeah. I yeah I got uncomfortable for sure yeah he but I don't know I mean I don't think he cares to talk to me I don't know what his deal is but there's a table but also I don't I don't think I I I could be honest with him because I want to go up to him and just be like why aren't you talking about it but I don't know if I have like kind of the guts to do that but I don't want to have fake conversations with people so I just avoid Louis and say hey how come you're not talking about this on stage I don't know maybe yeah I should you're definitely the person to do it yeah, because I think a lot of people are like, go away forever. And then the other people are like, I don't think he should he's go not Harvey. Come on, he didn't do anything. So it's like, I think there's very few people that are in the middle that kind of see everything. And Where I'm do you think, are, you think you're in the middle? Oh, yeah, I think I should be able to interview him. I want to interview him. Yeah, well, but, I, don't, I don't know if he'll, <laughs> he'll do that. I no. think he, I, I can't imagine. I always try to empathize of, of what they must feel like. Like I've had stuff happen to me where I didn't, like I said, I didn't know the platform I was talking on. Yeah. And my fucking world imploded yeah and i don't think I, I the number one thing i'll tell you is i don't think people think about you i say you yeah. but me as well but uh, they don't think about us as much as we think they think about us correct um 100%. i don't think anyone's really actually outraged about your tweets personally i think people are using it i think you but i are ver- hold on yeah but you're vocal and you are a person that has no problem throwing Molotov cocktails at celebrities or famous people who have done things wrong. Yeah. And so I think it's really fun for people to attack you. It makes yeah. them feel good. It, like the way God does, you know, when you go to church and you connect with the God, yeah. some people in this world, uh, their God is outrage and to, and to hurt people and to try to take people down. Yeah. It's like Kevin Hart, you know, one of the most interesting things he said, and I, ju- I haven't listened to all the stuff he said because yeah. I was like, you know, the but one of the most interesting things he said he said this is an attack 
He goes, these tweets have been out there. I've, I've apologized for them. These jokes were out there. It wasn't until I got the Oscars that the next day they've been waiting for this. These people don't like me. They don't want to see me succeed. They don't want to see me evolve. They just want to attack me. They want me to lose something. Yeah. And that's what's going on a lot in this culture is just people, It you know, it's schadenfreuden. Is it? I'm, is that the name of it? Schadenfreuden? I don't know what you're saying. I was in a meeting, my first Hollywood meeting. Someone said something about a movie that didn't do well. And this one guy was like, nice. And I said, well, why do you care if it didn't do well? And he goes, let me tell you something about Hollywood. It's not important that I succeed. It's important that I succeed and you fail. Oh. And I was like, ugh. Wow, that's not and I fair. never looked at comedy that way. Never. When, when Dane became the biggest comic in the world, I was like, I was like, fucking cool. I want all of my friends to be rich. Are you kidding? Yeah. <laughs> I want, like, I'm, so wait, let's, let's, let's pivot and see if, where where did you grow up? Oh, and then also people okay. uh, said that I hate Bernie because he's a Jew. And I'm like, I'm a Jew. <laughs> I don't know. It, people are wild. They don't know anything. I don't really know enough about Bernie to hate him. I don't either. Him. I was just like, you're old and you lost. Go away. And then people are like, you know nothing. I'm like, all right. <laughs> well, that's the thing. It's like, we're comics too. I'm on a show called The Degenerates. Like, I've never claimed I was perfect. Yeah. I don't, I am kind of, I am who I am. I don't think before I speak. And to be held to a standard, I forgot that it's a news program and people watch the news. I guess it's I like forgot that it was a news program, <laughs> and people f- people watch. were not there for stand up. So when you're like, "He's old, go away, <laughs> fuck white people," yeah, everyone's like, "Wait, fuck white, I'm white, yeah, I'm an old Jewish white guy." But I'm a dumb white bitch, and I had to learn a lot. The election, I mean, the election really changed a lot for me. I don't think I understood a lot of stuff, and that's why he won. Is because. I feel that a lot of white people, including myself, are like, well, I'm the good guy. Of course I'm good. I'm not racist. And it's like, no, we're all kind of part of this problem and let we let a lot of things go and didn't really believe black people. It's like I do, you know, there's been a lot of growth and understanding that I didn't have. I, and it is what it is. I don't I know. There's been, nothing I can do. It's like, do you want me to kill myself? Is this what they want? I'm going to jump off a bridge because I t- tweeted about Asians. I can't. No. I got to move, you know. You got well, <laughs> to uh, just say I'm, I'm over it. I, can't, I mean, I'm a Virgo. I'm overthinking. I'm overthinking. I'm oh, like, yeah. you should, you, you can't overthink it. Anyone who knows you knows, knows you of all people. No, the first text I got from my friend who I, I had two friends in particular that I was like, this is, I'm really, ups- this is going to upset them. And they were the first two people that texted me. And that was like, that was like huge relief. Oh, that really? Yeah. That was all I cared about was like my friends in my life seeing that like I was just kind of horrified and the fact that they both texted me immediately being like I know who you are um was it, honestly all I needed but you I I know who you are and I and we have only hung out maybe like fucking 10 times tops yeah and I know who you are and and it's that thing is that I, I can't give energy to a lot of shit out there. No, we can't control what people think about us. We got to just keep you doing let our it go. shit. Yeah. Someone said something about my... T- this my- has been very therapeutic because I've just been house sitting with a dog alone oh, <laughs> sitting there. With with your own thoughts? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that can fucking make you crazy. <laughs> yeah. I remember, uh, I remember I was in Hawaii with my family and Tracy Morgan was doing a Reddit, uh, Ask Me Anything. And someone said, did you ever smoke PCP with Burt Kreischer? And he goes, I don't know who Burke Kreischer is. I don't smoke PCP, but I have heard this story and I wish he'd stop telling it. And everyone came at me. You're a fucking liar. You're a liar. So these are all lies. Um, Bert, this is how you get famous. You just lie. First of all, I was like, 
I couldn't have made up that story. Like I like I'm not that good of a storyteller where I could make up a great story. I don't think it was PCP. I think he was fucking with me, mm-hmm. but he definitely said it was PCP. He definitely said it, and that's why I thought it because he fucking said it, and it really did happen. Tony Woods was there. Tony Woods remembers the story just as much as I did. But all that none of that matters. Yeah. The reason I never told the story in the first place is because I knew he'd say that. That's why I never wanted to tell the story in the first place. Is I knew Tracy Morgan would never remember fucking hanging out with one white kid yeah but and i had all these things i wanted to say i was on vacation with my family i fucking i wasn't rich i was taking everyone to hawaii and i wasn't drinking because i wanted to be present with my daughters and let me tell you something i got into a spiral of fucking craziness and i did two things i put my phone and my computer away i didn't tweet or text anyone I didn't try to get in front of it. I just let, I was like, I was like, I know the truth of this. I, I know that I'm not a liar. I know that I couldn't have made up that story, but that fucking, that fucking loop you get into in your head of like going like, well, and then going, well, wait, what does this person think about that? What's this? Per-? And yeah. I remember going like, wanting to reach out to people go like, Hey man, just so you know, like he said that, but I'm, I'm not lying. Like that. Yeah. I can make you crazy. Yeah, and then you remember it's not real life because sadly, uh, William Stevenson passed away yesterday. I don't know if you knew him. He's like I a didn't know dude. him. I saw all over. And I really always, yeah, I just like it. And then when I found that out, I was like, I can't, you know, obviously what I said sucked, but it's like, I can't believe I'm thinking about Twitter and what strangers I, when this is like strangers. real life and, and you don't, this and there's is no sad. age limit on getting on Twitter. There's That's what? the other thing. There's no age limit. I, I got, uh, I remember I got into a fight with a guy. And and I, this was back when I was using it, and I yeah. got in a fight with a guy, and fucking lit him up. He lit me up, and then all of a sudden his users, his his followers, just fucking attacked me, and they started pulling shit, like going like, "Oh, what about this? What about this?" And I was like, "Motherfucker!" And so I go to the guy's page. He's fucking sixteen. He's wow. sixteen and, and famous, or who was well, yeah, he? Yeah, famous. Oh. I think he's. And then and then the next day, and then I I hit him up, and I was like, "Hey, man, I." So I was just making a joke. I'm a comedian. And he was like, yeah, I know who you are. I'm a fan. And he was like, but I just, just so you know, like, you know, I'm pretty famous in the gaming community. And so like, you know, so they, you know, my fans go after people. And so I was like, cool. And then the very next thing, the very next day, his tweet, I would go to his page again to see like how it's, how my, my fucking life's going, my life's going. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I've been off my meds for about three months and I'm th- pretty suicidal. And I went, Oh my God. Like I was fighting with a child on medication. I'm a fucking grown man with a family. Like you can't, it's not, it's not real now. It's not real life. You don't know what's reality. It is. It's, uh, it's wild. The internet's crazy. I'm reading a book now, how to break up with your phone. I'm like really trying to break that addiction. And how often are you online? Glitter cheese. I would say 10 hours. I'm on Instagram. I mean, I finally unfollowed like almost everyone. Really? Um, because I was following thousands of, I just scroll, scroll, scroll. It's the first thing I check when I wake up. Last thing before I go to bed. I mean, I'm on it all day long. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. scrolling. And I'm not stop. even having I joy. Stop. I can't stop. It's not, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's like an addiction. Well, that's why this book is really good. It's like the first half is the wake up and then the second half is the breakup. I'm going to do it when I get back to New York. It's a 30 day plan on how to like, 
get that addiction away but you know we're obviously all going to use our phones but it's ruining our brains our memories our attention spans um anxiety it's they say it's like having a slot machine in your pocket because you don't always get something good but it's just dopamine it's made to make you feel good and you're going to keep checking and checking until it gives you that jolt and they know what they're doing and it's really ruining our lives (laughs) they, they said that twitter uh basically finds what you hate and then puts that in your news feed. Oh my god! So like, so like theoretically, uh, in your news feed, you would find stuff that <laughs> all be- about Asians. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I, uh, I, our best friends are Asian. Yeah, and I've. I can't, I can't say it, but the, our, our best friends are Asian. I'll just say all, all our friends are uh, pe- people of color, I guess you would say yeah. now. Um, and they are some of the most, uh, they've, they're just regular. I, I don't know how to, I don't want to put my friends on blast, but yeah. they're just as regular. There's no difference. Yeah. You know, like there's fucking, everyone's the same. They're, and that fucking, uh, go back to the phone. I, my addiction was so bad. I had to turn, I had to take, uh, the notifications off on my text. So when I got a text, because that was my dopamine. Okay. Was like I getting texts in a weird way. I took my notifications off for my text so that I don't find out when people text me and it I started breathing. And then I was like Twitter, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna stop this this New Year's I I got a social media team mm-hmm. who's helped me with my special release. But I texted them, I said I took Twitter off my phone. Um I, I, it just wasn't healthy. Like I, I was, I wasn't going there for positivity. I was going there and finding negativity. But the thing is, I took it off my phone, but then I was on Google Chrome on it. So then I deleted Google Chrome, but Safari you can't delete. And so eventually I just log into Twitter on Safari and it's like, yeah. what a psychopath. Like it, what, yeah. what a stronghold it has. It really does. Because like I would find, so I'm, Amy said something. I'm, I'm friends, not friends with Amy, but like I'm, I know Amy. And I and I support Amy. Yeah. Amy said, I don't know what she said. I don't have no idea what she fucking said. I can't remember now. That's but it was so important to me at the time. I got so worked up. And then I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like Amy's probably not as worked up about this. Yeah. And here I am, and I wasn't even involved in it. Like it wasn't even about me. I'm laying in my bed getting so worked up about something, fighting with Amy in my head in the shower about something she said. I'm like, that. This isn't healthy. Yeah, because that that's what the book is talking about. Like we don't actually concentrate and create new memories anymore because we're distracted by all the pings and all the different apps and everything and the links. And it's like we can't concentrate and focus anymore because it's all in our brains just going nuts. Yeah, but then there's but then I Instagram is I, I when you post something and then you go check how many views it got check how many views it got well, yeah and they do that on purpose they, they don't just go one at a time how they like it they like hoard them and then release some all yeah. the likes at once so you could see how many you get and Ooh. for me um the worst is when i have a crush on someone that's really? when i like i just see if they're watching my story because oh, you're, you're single yeah i'm really single. i'm looking for love that's like 2019 looking for i can't believe there's just chickens i'm obsessed with your home life so wait, where did you grow up let's I grew up in Skokie mostly. What time do you have to get out of here by? I'm just doing Tom's podcast at two. Segura? Yeah. So I'm pretty free. Um, um, but I don't okay, know what cool, you're cool. recording. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I'm so free. Oh, God. What, so, so, I grew up in the suburbs of Chicago, like the North really? Shore. Yeah, really like Jewy um, area. <laughs> and uh, it was great. I was born in Russia, though. 
For real? In the Soviet Union. It's Ukraine now, but the yeah. former Soviet Union. I'm a Russian Jew. And then How'd we came here. How'd your parents get here? Re- uh, religious asylum. I don't know if you remember in the ni- early 90s, like all the Russian Jews came over. Uh-uh. There was like a big march. Uh, but yeah. Do you speak Russian still? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. But there's an accent. Like I wouldn't be able to go to college. You know, it, I can't talk about astronomy in Russian. It's conversational. <laughs> You know, uh, but I talk to my parents in Russian only. I have old parents, so. How old? My dad's turning 81 tomorrow, and I'm 31. And then my mom is oh, wow. 73. Oh, wow, you at 50? Mm-hmm. So Bill Burr's mom, daughter's going to go, I have old parents. Yep. <laughs> well, my dad, but Bill, you know, he still has his ginger hair and stuff. Like, my he dad He doesn't had, have any hair anymore. Oh, really? <laughs> he shaves his head. <laughs> um, yeah, my dad's old, always had white hair, so people always thought he was my grandpa. Oh, really? Yeah. I've had my What's parents' mortality. Let me guess, let me guess. Okay. Uh, Traeger. Uh, so, so. Well, you know my real name's Yelizaveta. I'm like, <laughs> no. Yeah, that's why Lisa's spelled goofy with an I, not an E. Yeah, that's why I, you're, I've always fucked your name up. Yeah, it happens all the time because it's uh, just a shortened version of Elizabeth. What is that? Is that Elizabeth? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, it would have been Betty, but then my grandma. You would have been Betty? Betty, yeah. Oh, Betty? Betty, yeah. But then my mom, my grandma died like the 27th. I was born the 31st, something like that. And so, so your dad's name has got to be because he's older in soviet russia it's not a classic russian name i okay. feel like you're not gonna get it but you i bet that's my sister's name oh really <laughs> yeah <laughs> sasha's my sister's name my dad's simeon simeon yeah but simon? he goes by sam sam is it sam or yeah. simon sam he was a school bus driver sam simeon. yeah but uh telemarketers would always ask for semen i remember when i was a kid <laughs> and i'd laugh and then my mom's rima rima yeah, and I'm wow. sending them a Petrosian caviar tomorrow for my dad's birthday. I ordered like 500 bucks of caviar. Really? Yeah. So what's it, what was it like having uh, it, like legit immigrant parents? Um, I love, by the way, smart. I have a few things that I'm obsessed with. You already know what I'm about to say. I'm obsessed with anyone who has parents that were not um, like American. Like, like, yeah. like uh, we just had Mo, Mo Ammer in here. He's a good friend of mine. I really yeah, love him. I love Mo. And then, and so, but keep going. I apologize. No, that's fine. Um, It's, well, so my sister's 10 years older than me. So she went to student, like parent teacher conferences. Like she really was um like the chaperone for school field trips. She helped my parents, you know, file paperwork by the house. Like she was very mature. And so really? we had her. What's she do yeah. now? She, 43 years old? 41 she was born in 77 oh yeah she's young but she married her high school sweetheart so i haven't known him since they were 15 Mm -hmm. um they have three kids she's a teacher and he does i don't know project manages something who knows but he (laughs) plays poker he's cool um he's probably one of the best men i've ever met in my life and then yeah they just got a dog and they live three blocks away from my parents and then they his do. parents live in between. So it's like very classic style. It's like my parents, a block away, his parents, and then two blocks away is my sister and her husband and their kids. So what, So your dad comes here in the 80s? 1990 we came. 1990. Yeah. And and his speaks no English? No English. They're old. I mean, they still do. It's really hard. So my dad went to work. I mean, So the Jewish United Fund and like a lot of Jews helped. So we had like a volunteer family, Karen and their daughter, Lisa, and they helped my mom get it. Like they kind of helped Americanize us, but we were poor. I mean, my sister and I slept in the dining room. Um, we were on, you know, welfare, Medicare, all that. And um, my dad worked at a factory. My mom went to school to learn English and then she got an accounting job. And then they were like janitors at my preschool so I could go to preschool because we couldn't afford it. And so they're just like full on working hard. 
American dream type people. Wow. And How old was your dad at the time? Your dad was probably 56, 55? Yeah, like we came wow, out wow, 53. Wow. Can I, I like I. See, it's I, really wild because I do sometimes resent them for certain things or get mad. You know, they're our parents. Yeah. Uh, but um, I always have to be reminded, like they, my dad had a good life. He had friends. He was popular. Like he lived a whole life there, and they came for us. And it's like a really wild, selfless thing. And I and people are mean to people with accents. And I remember getting really mad. People would be not nice to my father a lot. He's also annoying, but it is annoying. Um. Because I was recently in Mexico, my friend from London was like, wow, you're so good speaking with everyone, you don't know the language. And I'm like, yeah, because people treated my dad like shit. I remember in driver's ed, the teacher was like made fun of my dad in front of the whole class and I got up and flipped out. Like, people aren't nice to people that don't speak English. I don't know. It's fucked. Yeah, that, no, that's... But I, my mom, yeah, I mean, I complain so much. I'm such a jappy girl. Like, I'm so American, vat, like, brat. Yeah. And I just, like, I complain because I live 10 minutes from the train now. And I'm like, oh, God, it's too much. My mom, yeah, she took, like, she walked 15 minutes to the train, took three trains, walked 10 minutes to get to work. And it's really wild. Wow. I, I'm overwhelmed at the idea. And when you think about it, my dad was born in 1938, my mom in 1945 in the Soviet Union. I mean, Stalin was in charge. Yeah. It's oh, really wow. like they. my dad's first memories is watching people starve to death around him. They grew up in awful times. My mom, only she always is like, I only had one bra. Like they, my mom worked at a factory all night when she was a teenager. They had really like awful lives. That's I'm I can't get past. I keep say, thinking this in yeah. my head is me giving up everything I have here and starting new with my daughters. Yeah. I can't imagine what that would, what emotionally that would do to me to go like, I got a life. I've got friends and then go, and then going, well, I mean, this me too thing is fucking not moving fast enough. I need to move my daughters. I don't know if there's anywhere more progressive than the United States. Amsterdam. My friend went there and she said, that's the place to be. It's like equal pay, paid maternity leave for a year, like full equality. But they have prostitution. Yeah, it's legal. Yeah. Legalization. I don't think, I don't, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I I get, I I don't think sex work means it's not a progressive society. No, but I think I I do. I I actually, I'm, I'm against and this, I know I'm not brand friendly with everything. I yeah. People are always like, bro, come on. You know what Tom or Ari would say about that? But I'm different. I'm a different person. I don't think it's always um, that most sex, I think most sex workers are doing it uh, not uh, on their own Yeah, will. you need full economic equality to have like equality within sex work and porn and all that. But, but I don't think they're there for dismiss- their free will. I think that that's there not are true. People- I mean, I'm going to the porn awards next week um, and I interview See, the girls. I have, I'm a obs- I have a problem. Okay, let's talk about So this sex is the thing. Now. With porn, I understand women that don't have another option and they have to do it and they're not happy with it. But there are porn stars that are like, don't, I'm not a victim. I yeah. love my life. Stop yeah. like like stop treating me in this way I that, that I need help. There. But also if we if we legalized sex work, what I forgot what country does this and I'm not super educated on everything, but there is one country that um Pro, like being a prostitute's legal but buying sex is illegal. So if a dude starts beating you or robs you, you can call the police. So that's the thing. It's like insurance say that, safety. Say that again. Say that again. So 
like being a sex worker is legal, but buying sex is illegal. Because right now, if you're a prostitute, what is unsafe is that you can't call the police. So if someone ends up raping you, beating you, steal, robbing you, oh, oh, you oh, can't I see. do anything so about it. So it's a loophole. It. So you go. Yeah. So if you try to beat a sex worker and she calls 911, she's not going to get arrested. You are for beating her because yeah. that's illegal. So that's I really I think that is smart where it's like if someone decides to be a sex worker, even if it's a year or whatever, they want to do that. Yeah. Um, they should be able to safely. They yeah. should be able to do it safely. What's th- the lack of safety is the problem. It's not the actual work. I, I am very old school, almost meat and potatoes when it comes to sex. Like I'm not, uh, I'm, I've only been with uh, six women. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm not like I, I have almost arcane views like when i remember talking to a couple of guys that were talking about uh girls getting trains run on them mm-hmm. and i was like i consider that rape i don't think that anyone does that on free will and yeah but if if we respected sluts it wouldn't be a problem it's the way we treat sluts it's not the slutty behavior that's bad but, but hang on wait do you think that i like i just fucking lots I just of people don't... are getting gangbanged or something should not devalue you in our society but it does because it does. i know obviously like we're also as women it's like so much of our value comes from male attention and obviously people i there is a lot of gray area in all of this but a lot of the porn stars when you uh they got into it because they loved gangbangs like i watched videos really? on wood rocket and they um on wood rocket yeah it's like they have a, uh, a segment called ask a porn star and they go to the expos and they ask like one question they edit it per topic and there's yeah. tons of videos and a lot of the girls like how'd you get into porn and a lot of them were like i mean i had a monday through friday nine to five job and i was setting up my own gangbangs every weekend and then i'm like why am i not getting paid for this and another girl like her and her husband they were swingers and they would just like have gangbangs at the house and she loved it and then uh see i'm she didn't start till she was a MILF and like I don't know she seems to really enjoy her life and then there's some where you watch the interviews and you're like something is fucked see I'm so fucked in my head that I think that any woman whose husband has her fucking other men is a woman being manipulated by a man that and that's probably sexist thinking yeah because I won't allow a woman to be I won't allow in my head and maybe this is fucked up in my thinking I won't allow a woman in my head to be empower in sex in my head i go any woman who's just like i know this girl uh jenny jizz mm-hmm. and she just b- love blows dudes and she's got a husband and her husband's like whip her dick out she'll suck it that exchange for me feels a salty like well, yeah. that he's going whip your dick out she'll suck it yeah. no 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 let her be the one going maybe she don't want a dick in her mouth right now but i but i, I like both jenny jizz and her husband yeah but i so and, and so i look at gangbangs as going like i can't imagine that any woman and some people do it for work like there's these porn stars i love and they're a lesbian married couple but like she'll do gangbangs and they get paid i mean it's the way we treat the porn stars like if people paid for porn like riley reed has over a billion streams if people paid for those streams she would be as you know rich and get paid for it. it's like we just disrespect sluts and that's the problem. I don't think it's the slutty behavior, but I, I, unless I, I there's will sign full, up on that. unless there's full equality within the society, I understand where you're coming from. Where it's like, we know if you're a slutty girl, you're going to get treated worse, and you're going to like people aren't going to respect you. And but that's the way we treat people. So then let's let's talk about sluts. Yeah, uh, it's an interesting word. That was one of my favorite words in college. Yeah, and, but we would call each other sluts, guys. Yeah. What's up, slut? And and that, I I don't think we ever called. 
Well, we would be like, oh, you want to go find some sluts tonight? Yeah. I love that word. I do too. That's such a great word. It is. I love. Yeah, and you're allowed to be slutty. I don't know. If more people wanted to have sex with me, I'd be a lot more slutty. Let's let's break it down though. <laughs> yes. Here is why I, t- I had this conversation with my daughter. Yeah. It was probably an irresponsible conversation. Yeah. So I'm gonna run it by you, okay. and you tell me where I fucked up. Okay. <laughs> we were in London, and she fell, and she knocked the wind out of herself, and she was crying. She was inconsolable, and she said. I said, baby, calm down. We're in London, okay? Calm down. You're, I feel like this is about something else. And I and I was like, you're going to take take some deep breaths. And she just kept like real panicky. And I said, listen, you're you're beautiful. You're popular. And she immediately stopped. She goes, I'm not popular, actually. And I went, what? She goes, I'm not one of the popular girls, Dad. And I went, what are you talking about? She was in, I think, maybe seventh grade at the time, sixth grade. She goes, Dad, all the popular girls have had a boyfriend and really popular girls have had like four or five boyfriends. And I was like, Oh no, baby, those are sluts. Those are girls leveraging what boys want to get popular. That's not, I said, listen, there are this, there's ramifications to that behavior. As cool as you think that girl is because she's had a lot of boyfriends. There's a boy just like you who's looking at that girl. That's being with a lot of different guys. And when she finally gets to him, he won't feel like the value was there in her. And so what the boys will do is they'll tear her down. When she doesn't want to be with a boy, the boys will tear her down. Boys will attack her and call her a slut and compromise her her image or her mm-hmm. reputation. And you don't ever want to be that girl. Because yeah. th- that girl's got a real rough path. Right now, she's taking the easy road. The easy road is have a bunch of boyfriends. Yeah. The, ho- the high road is respect yourself. And and my wife was like, what the fuck <laughs> are you doing? You're, you're backing slut shaming to a little girl. Like... My wife got fucking livid with me. But I see where you're coming. I actually have uh, jokes that I do about um, like popular girls in high school and how it's not good for any woman to uh, base her value on male attention in any way. Get male attention. Fuck dudes. Take their money. Have fun. But you can't base your value on that because they are going to disrespect you and hot girls still get cheated on. And I have like a bunch of bits about it. Yeah. So, but... I hate because I used to um, and I, I this is like an old joke of mine. I, but I I was in college to be a PE teacher. Really? I did not grad. Yeah, I switched. Really? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I went to like three colleges. I was kind of a maniac, but um, I I ended up majoring in sociology. But anyways, I went to not student teach, but before you student teach, you like observe classrooms, and I was in a health classroom. And there was, I was sex ed and there was a woman in the front holding a rose and then she ripped petals off the rose and said, every guy that you have sex with is a petal you rip off of the rose. And then when you marry your husband, this is all you have to give him. And it was just like a thorny stick. And it's like, how dare you tell a room full of girls that their value comes from if a guy fucks you or not. You, and that's when I was like, I'm not doing this. But um, yeah, like if you, if you fuck a lot like that shouldn't diminish your value i think i my senior thesis was about this and like the concept of virginity and abstinence only education and how it's complete bullshit um and part of the patriarchy where it's just like we should teach girls sex is for you you don't have to be in love you don't give it to a husband you don't give it to a guy it should be good you fuck who makes you feel good yeah and that's what we don't teach girls it's like hold it in hold it in only because then boys can manipulate you and be like i thought you loved me why aren't you fucking me but 
but what about but, but it should be for you like if you want if you're getting guys who don't understand slutty behavior probably don't fuck good like if you have fun having sex and you have great sex and you're with partners that are making you feel good that is a great way to live what sucks and what I, like my sexual p- history is all throughout college fucking people never coming never thinking about myself just pleasing these dudes and never getting anything out of it for years like having such bad sex and that made me feel shitty not that i was fucking if i was having great sex that'd be great yeah but that's not what was happening i think that we should teach boys and girls yes I, but and this is once again not brand no, sex friendly, ed sucks but i think i think we should teach them that it's okay to keep your virginity for boys and girls yeah i think that it's identical i think i will say yes because you we all teach boys like how many girls get, get laid get yes. laid and that yeah. was the biggest the biggest thing i wish that someone would just stop me at 17 and say, hey, man, not everyone's meant for a lot of partners. Yeah. Some people's going to fuck you up. Yeah. And I, I was one of those people. I mean, first time when I lost my virginity, it's a nightmare story. Nightmare story I will not reenact because it was like just bad. It was like a fucking tragedy. Like I was so bad. I didn't. I, this I'll, this I'll, this will very encapsulate it. I lasted one pump, one pump. And then when I had an orgasm, I looked at her and she said, are you going to put it in? My dick was between her butt cheek and the bed. That's how I lost my fucking virginity. And then I fucked her. And then I, after I had compromised the condom, then I had sex with her. It was horrific. Yeah. And then it just got worse and worse and worse. <laughs> I mean, I only had one one night stand and it was so bad that it was like that she threw a fake punch at me. I mean, it was like fucking. And so for me. Well, yeah, no, you got to teach boys like you got to please your part. It's like a two, like two people. That's like where all the consent stuff comes from, too. Like. Fucking should be two people that want to fuck each other, whether they've dated forever, whether they're married, whether it's a one night stand, like it should be two people having fun together. Yeah. Not like, oh, what can I get away with? Or I need to get it in or let me find some. It's like, no, this is two people in the mix and you should be able to do what you want and feel good about it. Yeah. And and the, and you should also say that there will be people who to have many partners and to have to meet someone and 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 communicate sexually that evening in a bed. Yeah. That'll be fun as fuck for them. And then there are, they should say this to boys and girls. Yes. There are some of you that that's not going to be as fun for. You're not built for that. Your brain is built to be with one person. Like you're, you know, I don't, I think, I think everything's multifaceted, but when I grew up, all boys had to do was fuck as many chicks as possible. That was a boy's mission. And all girls mission was, was to try to, not let it happen but i think the lesson to your daughter of like male attention is not what makes you a popular girl you're thriving you have friends you do all these activities yeah. like it's cool to have boyfriends if you want but that doesn't make you great or not don't let them decide define your happiness yeah but i let um, girls define my happiness so much in my childhood i'm my, sure fucking horrific how old were you when you lost your virginity um i, I was senior of high school about so i was either 16 or 17 um, cause I was a year younger, like my okay. birthday is at the end of August. So, but I lost it to a straight. Okay. So I, uh, talked about this and this is not happening. I don't know if it was ever released at when we were all in Nashville. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to be more slutty. I was like, wanted to fuck and no one liked me and it sucked. And that's what made me feel oh bad. Cause God. you hear that all dudes want to fuck and stuff. So I'm like, Oh my God, I can't wait. And then I just got rejected and rejected. That's why now with comedy, it's like, you can say whatever you want to me. No one wanted to fuck me my whole life. So <laughs> like, I'm not going to get hurt by it. So that was what was hard for me where I was like, why is no one fucking me? So my friend, a lot of my best friends were a year older than me and they went to U of I in Champaign. And so me and my friend 
we went for Labor Day weekend and that's always my birthday. And in my head, I was like, I'm losing my fucking virginity. I don't give a fuck. And so I like found someone at a party and we fucked on a football field and then by a tree. I bled everywhere, but he didn't. And he's like, are you a virgin? And uh, he just, yeah, he thought I was wet, but I bled everywhere. My pants were all wet, like soaked with blood. Um, And then I lost my cell phone, a flip flop. He had to help me find my friend's dorm. And I walked into and they were all crying because they thought I was abducted raped killed and they're like what are we gonna tell her mother and uh, they all started yelling at me and then they saw the blood all over my pants and I was like no I wanted to lose my virginity like I promise you but then and this is like goofy but we washed the pants and then put them on the air thing to dry we woke up the whole dorm floor smelled like fucking period blood pussy (laughs) disgusting like and so uh yeah everything smelled and it was just this like wild experience because that's what i've learned in my research too like some people don't have attachment to it and they just want to get it over with and that's fine too like it doesn't have to be a special thing if you don't want to i wish it could have been better or cooler but but yeah i just like fucked on the lawn at u of i with a stranger in a silk robe because we were at some party and i don't know yeah that was it did you ever see him again no i don't even know his name i knew he played (laughs) soccer but like i know nothing about him and i didn't have sex again until college and then i just was like i wanted it so bad i wanted male attention i wanted to get fucked like i wanted it so bad so i would like we had co-ed floors so i would just ride the elevator and just fuck people are you serious? Yeah, I would go to, and be like, let's fuck, fuck in the common area. I was just fucking everyone and it sucked and none of it was good. Yeah. One guy chewed tobacco as we fucked. Like I was so <laughs> desperate for it and uh, didn't know that it should feel good. Like I just, I didn't know, feel like I deserved it. I don't know. It was like a lot. Of, sometimes I'd fuck two people in one night at different parties. Really? And hate all of it. One time um, we fucked in the shower. Like I got injured the next day because, you know, you need, like I was young. I don't know. You need lube in the shower. Yeah. So my like full labia inflamed. I had to walk to the, um, and I lost my phone and wallet that day too. <laughs> and I had to like find it at the bus station. I couldn't get it because I lost my key card. I couldn't get into my dorms. Didn't have my phone. Just like crying, waiting to see someone I knew to take me to the health center. And they're like, yeah, you have an inflamed labia from rough sex. And you have to ice your pussy and like that. Like I just had such bad, not good experiences cause I didn't know what I was doing, but I was desperate for it. So when did it, when did it switch? I think I'm kind of gay. I dated a girl last year and I think I've been gay this whole time too. So that's <laughs> embarrassing. <laughs> that i didn't know but i hooked up with a girl at 21 and i had like foursomes and stuff and with girls foursomes like i only had one i should clarify but what was was who was in a foursome it was like the best dude it was i was at caroline's and i walked out on stage and this guy in the front row was so hot and i was like you're so hot i don't even know if i can concentrate like you're so good looking and i did a fun set and he was with a couple and i you know i did some crowd i had a good set and i was like i'm gonna wait i'm gonna do this and so i waited for them they're like where are you going i was like i'm gonna go to lily's for a drink you got you know they're like we'll meet you there and then we all had a drink and then finally they're like we're not actually not a couple we're all here we live in different places we're all here to have group sex my wife's coming tomorrow to fuck us but we have Coke, Molly, and a hotel room. Would you come back and fuck us? And I was like, absolutely. And oh, so, shut the fuck up. So Wait, I went slow to the, the story tree. down. Slow the okay. story down. What are they, what are, give me people. This, I've been telling the story for like five years. I'm so embarrassed I don't have cool news stories, but yeah. Tell me the, tell me the people, like give me an example, like 
Make the cast it for me. I want give me an actor so that will play the people. The girl was like twenty two, and she looked like uh, a girl that would play Snow White in a porno, oh. like short brown little bob, like real pale porcelain skin. Yeah, yeah. Um, she did have hairy armpits, but she like pulled it off really good. Like okay. she was just hot. Um, and yeah, so she was great. And then the other guy wasn't really my type. He was short and. He looked like he like had an like, agent. No, he looks like a, a tech guy or something. I don't know, just like a dork, I would say. Um, and then the guy I thought was hot was a professor, and he like E from uh, from Entourage. I didn't watch Entourage. That's funny. Um, <laughs> he had like reddish curly hair. I feel like he was. I don't know. I I don't even know. But the he was he definitely. Did it for me. Like we yeah. were making out in the car to the yeah. Oh nice. And they were on Molly at the show, which is pretty funny. I was like, no wonder you loved everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, they had like leashes, collars, like so many dildo loop. Because everyone's like, did you wear condoms? I'm like, yeah, these are professional fuckers. Like they're <laughs> gonna have condoms there. But we fucked till like seven thirty in the morning, and then at eight fifteen, I had to be uptown to babysit a Vietnamese boy. And I like because I was a backup nanny, so it was a new family every time. And the mom knew something was up. I was like in a black lace dress, like she knew. (laughs) Uh, But the boy was so good; he like didn't need a lot of attention, which was great. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Like because sometimes if it's a baby or something, you don't know what's gonna happen. But he was just like he just wanted to read and play Legos, and I was like, thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah, so he was a good kid. But I went straight from the foursome to babysitting. Did you? Did you talk? Did you exchange numbers? Um, yeah, I texted with that dude a couple times, but yeah, yeah, no, it was just, but it was a perfect experience and it was like all my fantasies came true, but did it, you have an orgasm? Was per- oh, tons for sure. We fucked all night. Really? Yeah. I can't imagine that. Yeah. And they were like, we would take breaks. We would chat or like two people would go at a time or three or someone would take a break. Like it was really like a fluid situation. You can watch people. Yeah get involved not yeah it was fun oh my god <laughs> yeah and so after i got dumped with my ex-girlfriend i thought i would do that again and i ended up having a threesome and it was not a good experience at all and two, i haven't had sex in girls, a year since then two girls or no, a girl it was like a married straight couple okay. in scottsdale arizona and it just wasn't i was just using it to like get over my breakup and it just made me sadder i've know? only been in one threesome and it was not it wasn't what i thought it would be yeah and we didn't even have sex and the dude was too in charge. Like he, it was too much. Like she did it for him, and I think she was gay. She kept being like, "I just like girls so much more," and it's like, "Yeah, you're gay." Yeah. But so, have you ever had sex with a black guy? Yeah. I guess that's a. <laughs> I've only had sex with white chicks. Um. Yeah, I've definitely had sex with black dudes. Asian guy. No. That's how. You, that's how you get back for this. I know. This tweet. <laughs> it's just. I'm into know. Asian girls though. <laughs> Everyone is. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like short hair. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Is. Everyone is. Um, I think yeah, they're really hot. But I'm on dating. I want love. Like I want to find a partner. I want. Par- I want. I want it. I want to really be in love and be married. Really. Yes, I have forever. Doesn't matter, girl or guy. It doesn't matter. I mean, I really would like to have a wife, but if really? I end up with a guy, I, I that I, I mean, it'll I can't, be fine. See, I can't understand how your brain works. Like I'm so. I, I am so. I guess I'm an old white man. I guess I'm just an old white man where I go, what do you mean? I get, I want it to be a, I guess it could be a. Well, cause everyone after the girlfriend, everyone was like, are you gay? Are you what? Who are you? Fuck. And it's like, I don't know. I'm still attracted to guys that I see. Yeah. I'm attracted to girl. And like, I think I, I've only been in two relationships. Um, one guy, one girl, both comics, but. Do I know the guy comic? 
No, he's like a Chicago dude. Do I know the girl comic? Um, she just had a Netflix thing come out, but she lives not in this country. Oh, is she in the world yeah. of comics? Yeah. Canadian? <laughs> uh, she is Canadian, but she's in the UK one. <laughs> she's from Toronto, but she li- she's lived in London for like a decade. Okay. No, she's like a super babe. And what's funny is she looks like every boy I had a crush on when I was younger. For real? Yeah, she looks like Leonardo DiCaprio and like Nick Carter to me. So I kind of got my teen dream. Sebastian. And a little Miley Cyrus. Comedians of the world. Uh is it No, I get to oh it's the it's the yeah, it's blonde. Blondie. May. What's her name? May. M A E. Well, she did tell me, she's like, can you please stop calling me a compulsive liar on podcasts? And I was like, I'll try. I like, cannot stop talking about her. She dumped me a year and a half ago. Really? But uh, we still text and stuff. I I mean, she really was everything I wanted. And then I got dumped. And, it was, and so. is she gay? She's bi. I I never understood. I, still, I don't think I still understand yeah. bi. You just, My friend was bi. And she goes, that's not the... Well, now there's a new one that's like pansexual or demisexual, something like that, where it's like, you just fall in love with the person and you're kind of open to whatever happens. I just enjoy... I don't know if it's... I just really enjoyed dating her. I enjoyed having sex with her. Like, I think I'm pretty gay. Oh, yeah. She's cute. Yeah. I just didn't realize it. <laughs> Even though I had hooked up with I've always, I've always been attracted to lesbians. Like, I kind yeah. of feel like my wife gives off a lesbian vibe. Oh, that's funny. She gives like, off like such a mom cutie vibe to me. Yeah, yeah. She just said the other day, she's like, I said, you look like a, you're dressing like a mom. She goes, yeah, my mom would dress like a slut. And I was always embarrassed by it. And I'm going to dress like a mom for my daughters. And I went, yeah, but I like, I want you to look like a slut. <laughs> she's like, yeah, and then my daughters would be disgusted by it. Do you ever go on vacations, the two of you? She was just went on tour with me. Oh, we, okay. Yeah, we, in my tour bus. Ooh. I saw on Instagram the tour I'm bus. So that's fucking, cool. I, I, you this is your first tour bus. It would, it would, I'm telling you right now, it changes your life. It ch- it's a game changer. It is, you are a million times healthier, a million times happier, a million times more creative. It is the greatest thing I've ever done. I'm Because you're not it. at airports. Because you're not going through airports. You're not dealing with strangers. You don't have frustration throughout your day. It's just very simple. You get done. You go back to the... I mean, it was, I, I kept... Like, That's not a vacation. What? Have you guys ever gone on vacation without the kids? Yeah. Okay. I don't know where. But we went to Costa Rica one time, just me and her. All right, good. But I, I'm... Because that's where she could be a slut. It's a dress like a slut. <laughs> no, she's always going to be a dress like a mom. <laughs> she's just got a mom vibe. I think she's... Yeah. I, you know, I always thought I would... I was like, I'm... I was always ready to be a, a dad and not a boyfriend i feel people assume or i I can't speak for others i would assume you were just like this wild man whore lunatic you you know that crazy it's so wild people goes like people when the me too thing came out and i'm sure i have like just like you go i'm clean yeah you know (laughs) i'm sure there's stuff that people will go no 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 you were horrific like uh never sexual assault but to my knowledge I, i mean everyone was Every time I had sex with him, I was dating him. Yeah. So like, no sexual assault. Um, I, I I do think back to high school of like hooking up with girls, and and being like you know like trying to get up the shirt you know and like going oh I'll try a second time I'll try a third time yeah you know that now I look back and I go well, I wonder if I was really not reading one yeah. but, uh, there's nothing I can do about it now but um but like that that being like uh, persistent sexually but not 
rapey but just yeah but that's why the conversation when people are like oh but it's not harvey weinstein it's like you don't need to be like viciously raped if girls just don't want their tits touched at work like that's valid just because it's not the worst thing that can happen to you it's like we need to change the fucking culture and how we treat women (laughs) it's just yeah that needs to happen it's well i think you know, there's nothing I can do for my behavior now. But, but you have daughters that you get to raise, yeah. and that's awesome. I, was, I have a joke now that I talk about with, like, I, I, there was so many parts of feminism that were a direct assault to men. Like, it was just like a direct, like... It's not, because it is the patriarchy. You know what I mean? It's just hard. The not all men thing is frustrating to me, because it's like, you've been in charge of everything, so it has to be your fault. You can't say it's not men when it's like you've been in charge of the movie studios, the government, all the big businesses, all the law firms. Yeah. You've made the laws and you've not protected women. If 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 there was equality, there would be fucking daycare at work and you could get paid maternity leave. Like the don't patriarchy is not we're the only fucking like I don't know how to say it. What is like first world country? Yeah. Isn't there a different word for it or no? Uh, I don't know. I whatever. That doesn't country have that doesn't throw force. tires around your yeah. neck and light you on fire. Yeah. What about that? What about that argument with feminism is like is like if if we're talking about spinning plates for women, right? Meaning like the 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 feminist plate spinning yeah. of the United States is going pretty good. Things are good. No, it's good to be a woman changed. in the United States. Um it's yeah, better it depends than who you are. I mean, we have more black women, women dying in hospitals, giving birth, and like in going more to the doctors. Black women? So many black women die constantly at the hands of doctors, and a lot of articles are coming out this year. Why? I mean, even I think Serena Williams' like uh, complicated pregnancy is what really put it in the forefront. But why black women? Because they don't get listened to, and they've been taught not to really like complain because no one trusts them, and doctors dismiss them. That's why I was, you know, when we talk about like why do I hate all these comics that I hang out with and all these dudes? There was one time I I came to the cellar and I was like, oh my god, this doctor's office I went to, everyone was a black woman. It was so exciting, and. And the response for this comic was like, oh, yeah, because white men are the worst. You know, as long as it's not white men, I go, this has nothing to do with you. If you want to go to a white male doctor, there's hundreds. We're in New York. I'm like, I think it's important. You know, my friend who's Indian went to a black doctor and he was like, you know, people of color, we don't get enough vitamin D. So you and he's like, I've never heard a doctor tell me that. And it's like, yeah, it's important because white people don't listen to back. There's so many articles coming out right now. They die in astronomical numbers. I mean, are just what is it maternity death rates are insane in america because we don't believe women i mean one of my closest friend my sister's best friend i've known her since i was a child she gave birth and then she kept losing weight and she's like something's wrong with me i'm sick i'm sick and i was like you look great it's just pregnancy you look great they ignored it for months she had hodgkin's lymphoma like fucking stage four cancer and no one believed her when she was saying she didn't feel well because she was losing weight and that's all we care about like doctor we don't listen to women because the medical profession has been run by dudes but and that's who not, teaches it they, i mean we don't even have research like fe- like women with heart attacks have different symptoms than men and it's not talked about the fact that like i mean tampons and menstruation products aren't tested at what they do to our bodies they're not treated as medical products it's like uh, a beauty product it's like if if the patriarchy did care about women all these issues wouldn't happen so instead of saying not all men it's like you have to realize what we're all going through. The world is built for you. It's a, it's a Homer Simpson joke where he's like, um, I'm a man ages 18 to 35. Everyone listens to me. And then he starts eating um, peanuts and gum <laughs> in a container. Um, but 
everything is built for you and made for you and the movies are for you and the books and it's like we see what men think of women because it's written in every book we're a side character we're a prize after you save the world you know if men cared more about women and saw us as equals we'd be equals in your stories and your movies and your music but we're not and so it's just it is a reality whether you think you're a good man or not the society around you and that's what I had to realize as a white person of like oh it's all made for me so I'm going to be treated different and I can't use my experience to dismiss what black people are saying happens to them all the time. Mm-hmm. And so that's what is so bothersome when men take it so personal where it's like, blah, 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 and it's like, stop being defensive and I understand. I think there's buzzwords that, that, that make men feel like, oh, this, this isn't a conversation. This is a lecture. Um, yeah, maybe you need to be lectured. No one ever needs to be lectured. <laughs> people need to listen. But like, yeah, like, that's one like, of my goals this year. Listen more. I, I listen almost to a fault. Meaning, well, I, not and, on this podcast. Well, that's I just why say your I don't. No, I, I know I don't. I'm a bad listener in general, but when it comes to real life things, yeah. I listen. I just feel like um, there's just so many issues, and it's like, okay, you're offended by this convo, but it's like there's real problems happening. Okay, but let's go back to the thing. What about this? Is what I was saying. Yeah. These are what guys think. Yeah. Is like it's pretty good. It's still probably a hundred times better to be a woman in America than okay. anywhere else in the world. That's not true. <laughs> I just said Amsterdam. No, oh, it's, <laughs> okay, <but> it's okay. <laughs> but you know, like Syria is pretty tough being a chick. Yes, but there's, the fact of the matter is, in, in but the Pakistan, men that bring it up, you don't do anything to help get, those women either. You know what I mean? It's always this like, it's, <laughs> kind, of, it's kind of like when International <laughs> Women's Day comes around. It's like, what about Men's Day? It's like, there is one in November, but you guys don't seem to care about it until it's International Women's Day. There's a Men's Day? Yes. but you Wait, don't, what, what it, day? It's like November something. But you guys don't, that's what I mean. You don't give a shit. You only give a shit when it's for women so it's just like that's what's so annoying it's like but you don't care about the women in syria you don't do shit for them what if about- you guys cared about women in syria do something <laughs> I I, you know it's always about- like well your clits aren't getting ca- like cut off in africa it's like yeah thank goodness but like what what does that have to do with anything <laughs> what does you know yeah. just because i don't want my shoulders rubbed and touched at work it doesn't mean that I don't understand what's happening in Syria and that, but it's still the patriarchy and it's still fucking men. You know, I was on Bobby's <laughs> podcast and I made a joke cause me and my ex, we walked by the sex club and she was like, you know, to go in there, women could go on their own. But if you're a man, you need to be there with a woman. So I made a joke on Bobby's podcast where I was like, yeah, I think men should not be able to leave the house unless they have a female escort. It's the only way to ensure safety. I bet crime would go down. And he goes, well, you know, men get raped more than women in prison and stuff. And I go, yeah, and who's raping them? Other men. Like, it's still men. You guys, it's men. (laughs) So, I, you know, if you're not touching people and forcing people to have sex with you and you pay all your female employees equal and all of that, that is amazing. But it doesn't take away from, like, most dudes suck. There was an article. This is, like, not as... Most people suck. Most people suck, yeah. Most people suck. Yeah, I'm racist, so (laughs) I suck. No, um, is it, does there it, was an article that came out and I loved it. And this, this is like neither here nor there. But um, a woman at work got spoken to because she was taking too long with clients. And they were like, you need to up your, you know, I forgot the job was. We can look it up. So then what happened was accidentally this dude started sending emails with her signature and started realizing people didn't trust her. They didn't believe her. They kept asking her questions, trying to tell her. And then when she had the male signature, she started having more output and more clients because people didn't question her. I mean, 
people don't trust women and women it's like everywhere you know we don't listen to women we don't believe women we don't give women the benefit of the doubt it's just like it is what it is it's like reality with a male signature she got through the work people just believed her and that's it and when he had her signature people were like are you sure about that well i read this and i you know and that's why it took her longer because people wouldn't listen to her what about it's constant and it's little and then sometimes it doesn't exist and this happened with ari once but it's like if ever or let's just do a race but if everyone treats you like shit constantly because you're a woman or because you're a person of color and then the one time where you're like hey that's you know and it's not it's like you can't blame that person it happens to them all the time because i used to volunteer at a sexual assault center and one of the things we were trained is like no matter who calls asking for someone you know nothing you tell no one about anything you don't let anyone in you don't know what anyone's situation is you don't let anyone in anywhere because you don't know what their intentions are. So I was getting into into a hotel really late at night and there was a bunch of black dudes get, wanting to get in and they were gonna go in with my key card. And I went, I don't know who you're going to go see, you can't go in. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, is it cause I'm black? And I, you know, it's like- That yeah. just happened and went viral and a woman's now called racist. It was a- it was, No, but, but I told him, I go, listen, I don't trust any men. Like you need to have her come down. Like I can't do that. But of course he's going to think it's because he's black because it happens to him all the fucking time. And I can't get offended by that. Yeah. I can't start being like, oh, I'm not racist. It's like, yeah, it probably seems fucking racist. It probably sucks. And this happens to you day in and day out. So what are you going to do? I, I said, uh, I first learned about that in New York that like going to 20, I lived at 29 Cornelia Street. And a girl was going in the door and I kind of just jogged over so that I could get in the door yeah. with her so I didn't have to find my key in my bag. Mm -hmm. And she went, no. And she shut the door yes. on me. And I went, what? And I was, uh, by the way, it's a glass thing. And she's holding the door. And I went, so I went and she's staring at me. She's like going, no, no. And she goes, buzz them. And I went, huh? So I pulled my bag out and I unlocked the door and she went, oh, sorry. Yeah. And I said, what the fuck did you think I was going to do? Kill you? Yes. She goes, yeah, I actually did. And I went, it's the middle of the afternoon in New York. I got really offended. I go, it's the middle of the afternoon in New York. Look at me. Do I look like I'm... Did you really think I just... Out of nowhere, in the middle of the afternoon, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to go kill this bitch real quick. She goes, yeah, that's exactly what I thought. And I went, I literally couldn't get past it. And she, we lived in the same building. Yeah. I saw... I, I lived in that building for like three years. I'd see her all the time. And, and then... Uh, and this is where... Uh, if we're and, talk and if something did happen to her and you were a killer, she would be blamed for letting you in. The woman got... Uh, lost everything because in the Upper West Side she was going to, into her building yeah. and a black guy tried to follow her in yeah. and she said, no, I can't let you in. And she was drunk. I don't think she said anything racist, but she basically was like, no, I can't let you in. And black Twitter destroyed this woman. Yeah. They were like, fuck you, you whore. Yeah. This, is, this happens to us every day. And you're like, in my head, I was like, no, in New York, I definitely remember that happening a lot. And I got to the place now where I will... And we lived in an apartment in New York in, in LA. Yeah. I get to I would always, always, if I was going in and a woman was going in front of me, I would let her let the door shut and then I would use my key and open it. Yeah. And but that's just instead of being offended, it's like yeah, yeah I'm just gonna make because it's like, yeah, they're, Okay, they're so how scared. about this? How about this? I am really good at like I'm really um that's an arrogant thing to say right with that. And I do want to add the hardest thing about feminism and being a feminist is you have to convince half of women as well. Because most women don't believe in feminism. You know? Most women don't. So that's the thing. 53% of white women voted for Trump. You have people who do... I mean, I've met girls on the road. They're like, we can't have a woman president. What if she got her period? She'd be nuts. And it's like, you're out of control. But yeah, that's what's so hard about like 
I'll tell you what, I'll tell you, are you ready, you ready for me to say the most, because most women don't I'm going to say the most sexist it. thing Do that it. you'll ever hear yeah. me say. Yeah. I can't, what my f- biggest frustration with women, the biggest yes. difference between men and women is the crying thing. Is that, I don't mind if someone cries, but when I, and I, I've had this with my wife, when a woman cries to get out of her responsibility, she just goes like, uh, and you're like, I never was allowed to do that as a man. I had to deal with whatever. Yeah, but that sucks. You should be able to cry, not us stop crying. No, 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 no. But you, yeah. <laughs> That's not it. Yeah, yeah you're right. I, yeah. Well, I, because, I, okay, let me rephrase that. I, I wish I could when, cry. Yeah, I hate when dudes are like, girls, all you got to talk it out and cry. We just punch each other. It's like, okay, that's not better. I don't know. Why don't, yeah. yeah it's I got like, into a fight with Stacey Dash. This is a long time ago at yeah. Crunch. She took my spin bike uh-huh. and I and she moved all my stuff off of the spin bike and then got in. She goes, this is mine. And when I got upset with her, she just cried. And I was yeah. like, fuck off. You're not allowed to just cry and get out of responsibilities. Yeah. And that's and and I said that to my daughter one time. I will not raise. I said, do you want I forget what I said. I was talking about. Because a lot of our shit is like, well, back in my day, and it's like, and you're all miserable and unhappy and live shitty lives. We do you, don't do want to live like you. But do you have a problem with older people? Like the ones like, remember the lady that told uh, Aziz's uh, girl, you just had a bad date. Who was um, that girl? Do you remember well, yeah, that lady? And it's like, because Bette Midler is like, I love her so much. And she had like a dumb tweet about like how being a woman is the new N word or something. And it's like, you're an, or it's a Yoko Ono thing, whatever. Everyone started hating her. And she said weird things about gay stuff. And it's like, to me, it's just a reminder that when I'm older to constantly be informing myself and growing and not be stuck in my ways. But what about, what about the idea that kids don't it. know what the fuck real world is? Sure, but it doesn't. Um, yeah, I guess it's, I don't know. I had a lot of big ideas when I was a kid and I was wrong about all of them. I bet we were right. It's just impossible. Like, just because you had idealistic views. Yeah. Yeah, in my head, it's like, burn down yeah like get rid of consumerism and monopolies and all that and it's like yeah, yeah we can't do that everything's bought out like we're kind of in a nightmare but i, I think if- i think once you st- uh, for me my big change and when I, the day i realized i was getting old was well it's like my mom used to hit me and i'm it's like no we should let's not hit our kid i don't know why you we keep like wanting to be in the back where it's like I didn't cry. It's like, you should be able to fucking cry. I yeah. cry when I'm upset. Like, you can cry. I don't know why crying is, like, if you cry at work, it's, like, awful. It's like, you should be able to cry. That's, like, a natural thing. Your body cries. Yeah, it's like saying to not sneeze. Like, to, Bobby Kelly has a funny joke about it, too. Where, where, like, his sisters were allowed to cry, and then he, like, broke his arm, and his dad's like, don't you cry, be a man. He's like, I see bones coming out of my hand, you know? It's not... I was, I was told... Uh, yeah, I was never allowed to cry. Yeah, it sucks. I think everyone should be in therapy. I think men should be able to talk about their emotions and like also have feminine traits and not dismiss everything that like femininity is or whatever. I think that th- that the kids, I think that kids these days are living a very different life. Like the phone than, addictions is the what fo- the that's worst what thing Everyone's is. face is in their screen. Yeah. They feel like they're unsafe when they're not really unsafe. They don't know what safety is. They've never been... Uh, they've never had a boat sink in the middle of a lake that has alligators in it and had to swim to shore. That's never happened to them. Yeah. They're all their safety issues. And so this this outrage that you know that you see all over the student all over the campuses is where they feel like someone's different opinion is an actual assault on them when it's not. And that's what I would really yeah. and I think if we're gonna go back to what what I think what you're probably going through. Yeah, but if your opinion is that gay people should die it's not gay people <laughs> should die. I don't think. I mean, you know, then like, if, if you, yeah, if, that's unsafe. 
if you think that you should go out and kill gay people, then yes, that is unsafe. But I don't think that's I don't think that's what Milo has, was saying. And by the way, I don't yeah. support Milo. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm using him or um, or uh, any of those people who've been shut down. Jordan Peterson. I don't know. I guess I I am also scared, and my parents are pretty dismissive of it because they've gone through real hardships. But like. I don't know. I think it's like scary what's happening in our country. Yeah, wait, which I do too. But what part? What? 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 Because I would think I'm your parents know communism. They yeah. know socialism. They know restrictive speech. Yeah. They know that firsthand. What? Yeah, but we don't have like free press. Re- I mean, we have like I don't know. I, I am. I don't want to go with our press right now. Yeah, I don't want to get into it because I'm not that educated in it. But there is a level. I don't. Th- I think. As a white girl in this country, I've never felt unsafe until this, like, new president. Yeah. Yeah. There is a... I've felt pretty safe, even though I... Now I know a lot of people didn't, but I've always felt safe. And now... I've always felt safe. There is... I am... I am scared. Uh, There is an unprecedented unprecedented, uh, behavior that this president is doing that none of our other presidents did. Yeah. um, Which is unnerving. I think uh, it, some people call it refreshing, though. Some people see it as refreshing. You know, a lot of a lot of people would argue that what's what's happening to to you right now with yeah. the tweets to Kevin Hart to yeah. Louis to I don't think Louis is the same. No, okay, well, well okay. Then let's then let's say <laughs> who else got in trouble for tweet? I mean, Tosh got in trouble for a joke. Everyone, uh, everyone. Yeah. Amy, uh, Sarah. Yeah. Uh, I'm just not even fa- and then no, I made no, it but, I but, like but, but, wish I was more successful <laughs> it's it's re- it's re- I think some people go it's refreshing to see a president say all those same things a president and not have any backlash it's insane yeah. that he has said practically worse things than any of you guys combined yeah. and no, no he was rest. right like he can go shoot someone in fifth Ave and his supporter nothing will happen to him. I mean he's breaking rules left and right the evidence that's mounted against him is insane and the fact that like there's no rule and order and Brett Kavanaugh that was like a rough couple weeks I mean but, I was like that was brutal yeah, that I, couple weeks was really brutal like I got into a big fight with uh with a female comedian yeah of lesbian female comedian you can probably guess pretty quick which one it uh-huh. was over nothing i didn't she was really upset but i i had to stop and go well what did i like all i sweeted was like can you imagine having to defend your high school yearbook yeah that's annoying yeah why what do you mean can you, the yearbook wasn't the problem the problem was he raped a woman and no, now is sitting on no, no, no. the court all I, all i was saying all i tweeted yes but in that moment we're gonna take it as a defense of like why? what do you mean why because it's <laughs> a sensitive fucking thing and people were on edge yeah okay why okay how about this then let me because point. it happens all the time and it's this thing of like why is it that i and you can't just say because i'm a white man Oh, okay. I look at everything from both sides. I listen to everyone. Not everyone deserves but a side. Not it's everyone like the deserves. Nazi thing of like Charles Stimming, like, oh, there's good people on every side. It's like, I don't think so. I don't think there's good Nazis. <laughs> you know what I mean? But that's what's happening where it's like, I, I don't understand why we have to give a side to people who think like being gay is wrong and gay people shouldn't be able to adopt or marry each other or own a home. So you think across the board, without a doubt. If what you well, believe on, hold on, hold on. in is full on hatred and no, no, lack no, no, not, of not, rights not, to people. No one's yeah. going to agree. No one's going to agree with that. Yeah. But with the Kavanaugh s- subject, you definitely believe without a doubt he definitely raped that woman. A hundred percent. And I bet he's raped tons of women and assaulted women. I bet he abuses his wife. Wow. 
and the investigation they did was bullshit and i am just scared for every single daughter who had and son every single child who had to hear their parents defend kavanaugh and r kelly and i hope that they don't get abused and know that they can't go to their parents because they won't be believed that's what i'm so scared of that we have parents defending these monsters and like what are kids gonna say like oh my teacher touched me but my parents don't care so i'm not gonna tell them okay that's what's horrifying to me where it's like we in our culture and this is that's why it's male victims as well children are abused constantly Uh and do not come forward because we don't believe them we don't believe them and you know with the priest situation so much quicker than i believe an adult of course but you know with all these kids that came forward to their parents was like our my priest is molesting me it's like shut up you know or I have friends that were molested as children and their parents knew, but then they didn't do anything about it. I have friends that went to the police and took their abusers to court and nothing happened to them. Like it happens all the time. And that's why to see this man t- and the way he was yelling and screaming like who Kavanaugh? Yeah. Like if, can you imagine her? Like she had an answer to everything. I, I, I just, the fact that she donated all the money that was re- was raised for her GoFundMe to um, organizations, the fact that everyone cares about what's happening to him and his daughters when she hasn't been able to move to her house. She's moved four times as a private detail, can't go back to work for saying a man raped her and he is sitting pretty on the fucking Supreme Court yeah. while being a baby and screaming. And that's why like some topic, everyone has their limit, right? So to me, Bro. I'm not gonna laugh at a domestic violence joke. I'm probably not gonna re- laugh at rape stuff. I'm not gonna take your right to say it. I'm not gonna complain to a comedy club. I'm not gonna tell a booker not to book you or I'm not, but I'm not gonna laugh, you know? You're I'm not gonna to be into laugh. it. And we're allowed to do that. And that like, that's why, and that's what I said about the Bernie thing. It's like, we need men to be as excited and as passionate about women and women's issues for there to be change. Well, it's, it's, it's difficult to be a man excited for women's issues a tad bit with, uh, without feeling like you are simply just, because it sounds like, it feels on my side, Yeah, it always feels like men are under attack, so it's hard to celebrate without just going like... I mean, they just, la- they lapsed the Violence Against Women Act. Our Congress just didn't fucking pass it. It's just like, preca- like it's... Um- like a law to help, like to instill better laws about domestic violence and protect women. And like, we don't, the police don't believe women rape kits aren't tested. Like more women die at the hands of their boyfriends and husbands than anything else. Like more women get abused and die from domestic violence than like gun violence, war, everything. It's like women are getting beat the shit out of constantly. And I have to worry if men feel attacked from our words. No, no, but that, no, but I, I, I would say sometimes and I, you know, I used to volunteer at the center and like a lot of our training is because I was in a small town in college and like, you know, a lot of people that are abused and then they go to their priest or their local place. They're like, you got to work it out, work on your thing. And then if you're in a small town, you know, the sheriff and then the sheriff doesn't believe you. It's like, it's crazy what's happening. And it's like, I don't give a fuck about your feelings. I'm sorry you feel offended. I care more that there's tons of like victims of fucking domestic violence I think everywhere. Everyone, everyone would agree with you that it's horrific. Anything bad that happens to anyone. So that's why when and- you just make a joke like, oh, the yearbook, it's like, but you didn't rape anyone. And I'm sure anything written in your yearbook has nothing to do with like raping people. Uh, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I never raped anybody, but I don't know what jokes I made when I was fucking 17. And I don't know. And my whole point was. But you're also, this is the highest court in the land. I would never run for supreme court justice that's what i mean yeah, it's yeah. just like we're common it's like the standard it's just like it was for me well okay for me what was frustrating in it is 
I was making a joke about something totally different and I got perceived as being course, an oppressor. Yeah. yeah. And 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 a rape th- enthusiast. Yes. And I was like, wow, that's a real so what what you're doing in in that situation is you're assuming the worst out of me as yeah. opposed to giving me the benefit of the doubt knowing that I am a good person. Yeah. You you are not only assuming the ra- worst out of me, you're putting me on blast. No, I'm someone, and not not you. If the I, person that did it if I, put me on blast. And I, I direct message them and I said, hey. Well, if this is the same person, I really don't like this person. If it's, uh, we're thinking about the same person. But I'll, I'll but you DM'd. Picture. No, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I will have discussions with people. No. <laughs> <laughs> mid-roll reads. Mid-roll reads. What are they? These are mid-roll reads. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by FreeFly. FreeFly makes awesome fucking clothes. That is what I'll tell you right now. I have packed a pair of their pants into my backpack that I'm backpacking through Europe with because they are light as an angel's dick. They are the greatest pants I've ever worn. I wear them in the ba- I wear them as a bathing suit, as running shorts. It is clothes that were designed by two siblings, a Montana fishing guide brother and a Nike design sister obsessed with the outdoors. And they teamed up to make it their mission to create the world's most comfortable shirt. They created a brand to give you like-minded weekend warriors like myself the natural, comfortable men's and women's apparel that they've always wanted and needed. Free-fly clothing is the simplicity you needed. There's no unnecessary bells and whistles. It's just subtlety branding, natural colors, simple, clean designs, and I fucking love these clothes. I sincerely do. These clothes embody the versatility that you crave wherever life takes you, the perfect tops and bottoms to set sails, cast flies, have a good time, jog, go on the beach, hang out in the docks, or just sleep in them. I can sleep in these goddamn shorts. Free Fi's Bamboo has a natural UPF sun protection to keep you cool on and off the water. It is time you stopped being uncomfortable and tried out Free Fi's Bamboo clothing. Mother and Father's Day is right around the corner. Gear up for mom and dad. You can get 20% off when you visit freeflyapparel.com and use the promo code BERTCAST. That's freeflyapparel.com, promo code BERTCAST. This podcast is also brought to you by Blue Apron. Looking to switch up your cooking routine? Spring into delicious. With help from Blue Apron, your secret easy meal planning. Make healthy habits delicious this spring by learning to cook at home. Blue Apron is making it easy to choose from a variety of recipes, including vegetarian meals. And with its new WW Freestyle menu, oh, shut up, Blue Apron. They have an entire menu of wholesome meals offered in partnership with WW. Oh, that is exactly what I'm looking for. I have gained so much weight on this trip, eating baguettes nonstop and drinking beer. Blue Apron helps me discover my inner chef, and I love it. Once you learn something cooking with Blue Apron, that applies to every time you cook. I can't tell you about how many times in our house we brag about making a fond. We learned that from Blue Apron. It makes home cooking a sustainable part of our weekly routine. Our family all sits down and eats dinner together. I miss that. I'm on the road right now. It's been two weeks and I'm just dying to sit down with my family and hear, what What do we have for Blue Apron tonight? Blue Apron is menus are carefully designed and tested by their test kitchen chefs. Their test kitchen chefs use unique specialty ingredients to bring quality, chef quality recipes to your dinner table. Start making delicious, bragworthy meals at home without the hassle. Try Blue Apron right now. Check out this week's menu and get $60 off when you visit blueapron.com slash BurtCast. That's blueapron.com slash BurtCast. Blue Apron. 
a better way to cook. This podcast is also brought to you by Manscaped. Thank God I shaved my balls before this trip. Manscaped is number one in below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineering tools for manscaping with the right tool for the right job. Trust me when I say that is accurate. These clippers do not hurt you. They do not cut you. They are, uh, take care of you so that you do not cut yourself. I've cut myself so many times with clippers, and these do not. Mark Norman is using the Manscaped clippers to trim his face on this tour. The Lawnmower 2.0 features quiet stroke technology. It is terrifying to trim your balls when the thing sounds like a goddamn chainsaw down there. But with the Lawnmower 2.0, it's so quiet, it gives you confidence to trim the most sensitive areas. Perfect for travel. I said Mark Norman has got one. He has fits in his bag. I wish I had brought mine. I have my big-ass beard trimmer, and it died already on me. It features replaceable trimming blades that helps your trimmer stay hygienic and prevent manscaping accidents. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BERT at Manscaped. If you shave your balls, get Manscaped. Trust me, I'm a guy who's been shaving my balls for probably 20 years. These are the best clippers. Your balls will thank you. You will thank me. Get 20% off free shipping and a free travel bag with the code BERT at manscaped.com. That's 20% off free shipping and a free travel bag at manscaped.com and use the code BERT. My point is what's happening now with, and I'll, and I'll only use this feminism, is that when a norm, when a good guy, I'm not great, but I'm not bad. I'm not a bad person. Yeah. I'm not, I'm definitely not jacking off in front of anyone. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm not sexually harassing. I barely even speak to him when I go to the clubs. <laughs> I'm being serious. I'm being dead serious. I barely speak to... I, I will talk to my couple friends that I, when I'm there, and I'll be cordial to everyone, but for the most part, I found that uh, it's unhealthy for me because I then you start judging yourself and based on people's careers. So okay. I just... I kind of stay in my little zone when I yeah. go to the clubs. Um, it's just a bad... I think it speaks more to, to where things are going and, and in a bad way that you... When someone says something innocuous, mm -hmm. in their opinion, innocuous, people then assume they are, knowing them, assume yeah. they are the worst person yeah. and put them on blast for it. And I think that's unfair. And that's where, I think that's where personally I see feminism, it, it has hit a roadblock in that sense, is that is that they're assuming all men are against them. And so when a guy does something that is just kind of like run of yes, the mill because the numbers show that they're yeah, like but, what's but the if you order? if you looked at us if you i feel if you looked at us more as allies no because you're not allies i don't know so it's not, but it's not a war <laughs> then you're saying that automatically we're enemies no i just i don't know i think we're allies i i want you to have everything in life you want to have i don't understand everything yeah. like i i don't like when yeah. you say i'm bisexual or this and that i'm not i, I don't understand that i can't really wrap my head around yeah. that i find I do find sexuality in my head to be binary. I don't have, there's not a gay part of me. Yeah, but you also don't understand like rocket science, but you understand a spaceship exists and can go to space. So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. You no, know what I, I mean? agree. I, yeah, it's like totally fine if I, you don't get it and you're I like, think, oh, I'm super straight and I just, I want to, you know. I understand. I understand what the concept is, but in my head I go, I can't, I can't imagine yeah. being free enough to say, if I, if I end up meeting a dude on the road, I'll fuck him. Like I that do you realize that's <laughs> yeah. like that's insane for me to say. Like I would never <laughs> be able to wrap my head around that. Like if yeah. I have a, if I if I see a couple guys, couple bros at my show that 
want to take turns on me in my tour bus, I'd be cool with that. I just, that is fucking <laughs> insane. I love it. And so, but I, that's where I, my thing is I, like I look at this from the conversation we started at is I go, I don't, I just hate when it's us against them. When it's gotcha fucking politics. Yeah. When it's, when, when you, it's difficult to become, like I want to see things change for the better. I do. Yeah. But I don't think we're doing it the right way, in my so opinion. So what way is it? I don't know. We've I want, been trying every like, way. Are so you like, kidding me? Are you kidding me, dude? We, I mean, <laughs> what? what way is there? There, We've tried every way. If you guys wanted to get on board, we could have done it by now. Yeah, but, it hasn't worked. Have it, okay, can okay. I just tell you? So I've been, yeah. I've been like this forever. I played on an all-boys football team in junior yeah. high. In seventh grade, I remember we had to write an essay on who has it easier, men or women. I remember I've been arguing this fucking fight since seventh grade. Okay. Men don't want to change. They don't want to learn. They want to argue with me. They want to find the exception to the rule. They want to find a what about this? <laughs> A gotcha. Yeah. They want to argue with me. They don't want to change. I've been fighting this fucking fight for decades. And I've even made mistakes and I've gone on the other side and I've got I got kicked out of the women comedy Facebook group for being a dumb bitch. Like Wait, I'm not always perfect. I was a bitch. I defended a dude I shouldn't have defended and <laughs> called everyone. The guy the, the UCB rapist. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you know, I haven't Kurt Metzger, did you defend Kurt? I did. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, my fucking ribs are killing me. Oh, my God. Oh, that's fucking great. Oh, the fact that I can guess that in one fucking... Yeah, and I got kicked out of the women group, and I said dumb shit. I was like, work harder, you dumb bitches. None of you are fun. You know, I was like being a brat. I'm not always perfect in my feminism, and I didn't understand intersectional feminism. But I, don't, I been... don't understand intersectional. I just read a book about intersectional. Intersectional feminism is feminism. Let me see if I got yeah. this right. Uh, that is, uh, I'm a black woman and I'm a feminist. I'm a, I'm a lesbian and well, I'm a black woman. Well, it's just like white girl. It's just like we need to, feminism needs to know the interests and not interest, like of all different types of people, not for yourself. Because I used to be yeah. like, well, we're having progress. Why aren't you mad? Why are you mad? It's But it's like, no, it's just for me and we're not acknowledging that black women have a different experience it's than what, us. It's the problem. It's the issue that black women hold with Lena Dunham. Yes. Is that she is... Uh, it's I, and like uh, Amanda Seals, Amanda yeah, Seals. She says some smart shit. She's uh, look. Obviously, she probably hates my guts. Um, based based on uh, stuff I've seen of her trailer for her special, I don't think she'd <laughs> want to have a conversation with me, which really stinks. Because I, I she would come on this show. No, I don't. I bet she wouldn't. But um, really? Yeah, yeah. But it's a, it's, is, Joey Diaz. She, I, I don't know if she would or she wouldn't. That's unfair of me to put words in her mouth. Um, but like I watched her thing and then I followed her. We talked about her on open tabs a bunch because I watched her things and it's I, this, was, this is what is frustrating to me. I'm listening and looking at all these people and kind of drawing in information and going, oh, cool. That's changing my perspective. Yeah. It's changed, it's shifting the way I see things. Yeah. And I'm reading a book because of, uh, of this line that was in written about Lena Dunham and it was about intersectional uh, yeah. feminism. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'm curious about that. My problem is I just don't think anyone else is curious or wants to hear logical sides. Like when, like perfect example is the believe all women. Well, no, but I just wanted to well, say, so <laughs> I haven't been perfect, but I've been, I've been arguing, discussing, talking with yeah. men for two decades. 
they don't want it. It's like, it's frustrating. Discussing hasn't worked. No, even my friends, it's like, they always just want to be like, well, what about that? And it's because, like, because there are <gasps> always holes in every, like the believe all women, yes. what like Bill, like or someone was saying, believe all women. I mean, you can't, you can't just say believe all women. Yes, but just, it's like, cause Lena Dunham have, lied, about, lied about her rape. She didn't lie about her rape. She lied about defending a guy. Nope. She lied about a rape. She, she said ra- she was raped in college and, and she was not. I guess yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, allegedly, allegedly. I don't know if uh, allegedly. Well, I don't know any of that. Um, I just know that recently, what pissed me off because I've kind of I love she, the show. She defended that guy. She defended that guy and then made up the defense, and it's just like made up the she, defense. She said that she lied. She said she had like a hundred percent evidence that he didn't do it, and she said that that was not true. And it, so that's what's annoying. I mean, just because someone has Munchausens and lies or like hypochondria doesn't mean we don't believe people when they say that they're sick. Yeah. It's like just because a few people lie does not mean we don't believe women. But also our legal system, justice system it's is what, not what, built for. It's for, what Janine said. Janine said, did you see, have you been following Janine? No. You haven't seen the Janine controversy? No. She defended uh, Louis. Okay. On a podcast. And she said. You can't just say there needs to be evidence. No. She said. No, she because goes, Bert, what's happened is, first of all, it's a legal system built by men for men. And the juries are mostly men because if um, if you've been assaulted or abused and you like they, <laughs> they kick you off the jury. And guess what? Most women have been. Yeah. Um, so the legal I don't care about legality because it doesn't mean it didn't happen. And for me, it's like if every single one of my girlfriends and me, everyone has been attacked in my life. What do I care what the fucking law says and if someone's legal or not? Like, that means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. I was assaulted on my birthday, pushed into my apartment, pushed against the wall. I didn't go to the cops because outside the door, basically I was sitting and it was my birthday after the bodega and I was kind of drunk and I was like, whoa. And I was, and someone was going to a nightclub and I was like, it's my birthday. He came over to talk to me, started kissing me. And I, was, I pushed him away. I was like, no, what are you doing? And he, he kept grabbing me. I was like, get away from me. And he wouldn't. And I was like, well, my friends are waiting for me. It's my birthday. How about you give me your number? If you give me my, your number, I'll just call you tomorrow. We can hang out. Like, I just have to go. So I took his number, put my code in, went into my building, pushed me against the wall, fucking grab. I mean, it was, it sucked. And then my friend's boyfriend at the time heard my voice and knew something was wrong, ran out of the apartment. This guy ran away. You guys are like, why didn't you go to the cops? And it's like, because I took his number. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and then at that same apartment, our building super climbed in our bedroom window on a ladder was spying on us. I went to the cops, can't do anything because he wasn't jerking off or videotaping. So there was a man elbows in with keys to my apartment on my windowsill and nothing could happen. Yeah. And so the fact of the matter is like the law and evidence and all that doesn't matter because it happens I, constantly. I agree with you 100%. And I, and and I, by and the way, I would not, I, there's a lot of times I would not press charges just because I'm like, no, it's, it's, it's fucking not worth it. like, I mean, look at Dr. Ford. She went, she testified for the government. She get, get, no one, she can't go back to work. And yet we're worried how it's going to ruin men's futures. I mean, even, it does, it even does the ruin, fucking gymnast physical therapist guy who molested hundred over a hundred girls. People are like, that judge was mean to him. It's like the whole gymnast. Those people are fucking idiots. What, don't, sure, don't but it's ignore like, that fucking idiot that said that. that that's an sure, idiot. Sure, but it's, it's constant about everyone. It's like you could be a full on fucking rapist and there'll be people defending you but what about like the duke uh lacrosse team okay like like okay uh, that's what where... about the 50 friends of my like more I know, no no I also I men I men Don't are go... more likely to be sexually assaulted than to be falsely accused yeah yeah it's like why are you guys worried about getting fucking raped like isn't you know i'm i'm just saying that it and guess what everything's fine 
are, what is happening to the Duke people? More, I just don't understand why that's more important than constant it's, assault. It's not, it's not more important. I, I, it's not more important. Then change the laws. No, I think it's test the rape how about kits. This? How about this? It's how about equally the, important. The foot. No, you don't. You don't think fair. You don't think a judicial system is that, that everyone has a fair shake. You don't think that's I would more rather f- focus on getting more fair juries to like poor people or people who can't afford bail than fucking. Yeah, that's. I would, I would, there's a lot I would change about our legal system, least of which is worrying about I'm guys I'm not talking being about something that happens 2% of the time versus constantly. I agree. I agree, but I'm. It's not equal. I'm sorry. Well, hold on. You're, you're, you're burning down the thing going, well, fuck it, fuck it, fuck I'm it. I'm not saying fuck it. I'm saying I will never agree on this. On, I, it's just like, I will not agree that focusing on, a, on false, because also, Guys, don't talk about false accusations until you talk about rape. Anytime you bring up rape, oh, the conversation I, I, I would immediately talk about goes to false accusations. False accusations across the board. I would. I would. The number one thing I would change in our legal system is that it seems to literally be out to fuck black men. That yes. is number one. Yes. When you look at Meek Mill, that is the perfect example of what is wrong with our judicial system, in my opinion. I don't and know by- the Meek Mill thing, but I agree with what you're saying. Obviously, <laughs> not the Meek Mill, but like, yeah, black people yeah. in jail. And and, and and trust me when I say. That what we need is a fair system that everyone gets that the, the fairness and the evidence takes care of everyone across the board, starting with black men. Yes. Starting with black men, but including fucking the Duke lacrosse kids. Okay, but what about like Brock Turner who fucking raped someone got three months? That kid. Why isn't he in jail? That kid's got he's got it much worse. Uh, do you think? You think he would much trade. worse than the girl he fucking hold raped? On, hold on, no, 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 no. We're not. No, I'm not saying much worse than her. I'm saying his good. You, hold on, stop it. Let me answer the Sorry. fucking question. <laughs> you, I, any human being would rather serve five years in jail anonymously and get out and restart their life than be, be where that kid is. I he may not have gotten any time, but justice good. has been swift with that kid. That kid's life is inarguably. He will always be known as the guy Good, that he should. finger fuck. Yes, yes, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I'm agreeing with you on this. Okay, but to say like, well, how come he didn't get jail time? I think he's, I think he's been taken care of. I think that I would much rather, if I was that kid, I would much rather have said to the ju- judge, uh, let's just put me, send me to jail for five years, and I'll do the time, and let's not make a, let's not make it so that I can, I will never get married, I will never have a job. No one's ever gonna fall in love with that kid. He's fucking. Of course they will. No. People marry serial killers in prison all the time. But like, I, that's what I say about something like that. I think that was horrible. Uh, what he did. Yeah, I just don't think the issues are equal, and I think we should work on. <laughs> um, I don't know, testing all the rape kits. Even like the footage that came out, I think it was in Maryland, the police department of like talking to rape victims and being like, ugh, this lying skank. Like cops don't believe him either. I had a friend who got assaulted and the cops told her since she was wearing a bathing suit not to take it further because she'll never win. I think they're being, could you argue that they're just being pragmatic? They're just being. Sure, but I'm just saying. They're going like, hey, listen, the system's fucked. Just like Lisa says, it's fucked. I wouldn't even take it further. It's a lot of fucking headache on your part. And I can already tell yes, you from what, what I'm witnessing. Yes, but then what do you witnessing. tell people? Then, you know, how the can system you... is fucked. Sure, but then it's like, then feminism is definitely needed. And, yeah, and 100%. Equality, and I, I, no, about, one's not, you know? no one's not saying feminism, not, feminism isn't needed. I think it's just saying that the conversation seems to seems to be, in my opinion, yeah. a little one-sided of, 
shut the fuck up and listen. Whereas, wait, wait, hang on, wait, wait, yeah, but when you say that to someone, they immediately don't listen. They're losing, you're losing a lot of guys. I believe you're losing a lot of guys that would just simply- Get over yourselves. I, listen, everything's for you. All the movies, everything are, is for you. There are white guys that are that don't the have good lives. There are, of course, I, everything's for me. I am have yeah. a really great life. <laughs> yes, but there are guys listening to this going, "No, everything is not for me. I am getting fucked. I'm ugly. I can't fuck chicks. I have a shitty job. I'm fucking." You know, one of my favorite things. I was on Nick DiPaolo's radio show, yeah. and uh, someone called in and was like, "Inequality. That's bull- what about all these." women coming in with low cut tops and getting hired for jobs when ugly men aren't getting jobs and all these hot women. I'm like, well, what about the ugly chicks? And he was like, wait, what? And I go, well, what about the ugly women? I'm like, you're also hiring women because of their tits and not because of what they bring to a company. And then you're blaming them for using the tools they have to get it, where it's just like, yeah, you're ugly. There's ugly women and I'm sure they have it worse. <laughs> I love when I love one of my favorite things in the world is when I, I, I see a, a a problem yeah. i see a thing from the other side yeah and i and it blossoms for me uh-huh. so the example is uh the rams have added male cheerleaders now oh, initially fun. my instinct was what the like well, my instinct was uh anti-progressiveness why how, why are we doing this this is all guys in this stadium mostly guys yeah and it's it's it, yeah it's an old patriarchal thing of having girls cheer for the team but it's it it doesn't behoove us to see a guy because we're not we're not all gay men. There are very few, I'd imagine, in a football stadium. We're watching men hit men. We want to see women, and immediately, this is what my brain does every time. But this is what a comics brain does, and this yeah. is why I will go to the mat for every comic. Always, mm-hmm. I always stand by the comics. Is my comic brain goes? Hold on, let's watch the guy, see if he's any good. Like, see, let's let's see. And then I was like. He's a great dancer. Actually, he's better than all of those women because all those women, all they had to do was have tits and an ass. They didn't have to dance. They didn't have to. Dancing wasn't the, you you couldn't just have just great dancers out there with women of all body shapes. Men don't want that. They want hot women dancing, right? That's what a cheerleader is. And then I'm like, whoa, this guy is, he had to be the best dancer in the fucking room to make it as a guy on the squad. And now I'm watching him going, going, dude, these women suck. I want all men dancing. And can I just say, everyone, I bet no one's mean to him. And I wonder what, um, how how people are going to treat the new female ref. She was, she just refed last night. I know. I wonder, I would like to see what people say. I wonder if people are doing what you're doing. It's going to be rough. It's going to be rough for her. Do you know how the cheerleaders are treated though and how poorly they're paid and all the rules and all that? Yeah, horrifically. They make no money. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, they just need to be treated better and paid better. I love how you automatically just see your agenda of course, in that. Always. As opposed to I just watch out no, for your right. jobs, ladies. Cause I would love to see a squad of dudes just ripping it. Just this guy this guy is so good. What team is he on? Rams. Oh He's, okay. I, I watch I watch him. I've got my whole group that we sit together. Oh, we all watch him. We love him. Yeah. And and I'm like, and there used to be my favorite girl cheerleader. Like my favorite, like I love this girl. She's beautiful. I watched. He was dancing next to her last game I was at, and I was like, "She is horrible. She's just <laughs> a haircut and tits. That's all I'm into." <laughs> but yeah, I I I love I love when I see something like uh like fat shaming, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm probably gonna fuck this up, but I think Lindy West did this. Lindy West, who's by the way, well, another person I've asked to have be on the podcast, and just across the board, she said no. Yeah. I DM'd her right to put her on Twitter and she was like, yeah, I'm probably not or something. 
It stinks. Just like Amanda Seals, I, I just assume I would love to have a conversation. I think Amanda with would. I, would I think love she to talk likes to, to have conversations. With I don't people. want to fight with somebody. I would like to have a conversation. I can. She's you, better than me. Like I probably yell and don't listen as much, but I think she. I don't know. I've watched her. Like there was a woman who said she overheard something and went and had and had a. I think she is wait, someone wait, what that happened? likes. Her. Basically, she was standing somewhere and overheard a woman on the phone complaining about like uh like she was like a nurse or something. She's like, yeah, I had to go to a neighborhood. It was unsafe. There were blacks and Latinos everywhere. So she went up to her and goes, "Do you equate unsafe with just like blacks and Latinos?" And kind of had a discussion with her, and it lasted a while. And then she went back to her hotel, and the woman walked in again, and they talked and hugged and whatever. Um, but I think I would love to talk to her. I think that. she's someone that um knows how to have a conversation i do and i don't know her that well personally but i get a vibe that she would i think sometimes you get the only narrative you get out of the these people uh online these days is uh talking into the phone preaching yeah and so you feel like oh they probably wouldn't listen because i'm more dismissive you're right like as soon as i'm done i'm like "Uh, nope i don't agree (laughs) like i am uh (laughs) yeah but there's certain topics for certain i'm just like i don't want to hear it you have a very um sibling kind of relationship that's why when i say that when you go there are male comics i hate i go in my head i'm like i can't imagine that like i i always look at you like every time i see you i've I, just been disappointed by a lot of them i you guess. should be i yeah. am too yeah like do, yeah that, that but that's i there are a lot of disappointing and it's just little things that annoy me that i'll add up to the point where i'm just like go away <laughs> stop complaining stop kissing me on my cheek you know like get uh-huh. away from me <laughs> <laughs> by the way and then when you ask them please don't oh yeah you think you're better like i can't even be like can you just that's a beyond my limits <laughs> my uh, board my boundaries thing in tampa and i i didn't realize this um until my daughters i ran into some friends from tampa and we all kissed on the lips in tampa that's just cuban it's just, <laughs> okay. like, so <laughs> i see a friend from tampa and i'm with the girls we're in clearwater and I have one of my really good friends i've known her most of my life and she sees me and i i just forgot you know and we kissed on the lips and my daughters were like dad you just kissed her and i said yeah but that's what we because my daughters won't kiss me on the lips my daughters won't kiss me isla i have to hold her head to kiss her on the cheek because she pulls it away from me and i understand that there's probably something in your head going don't do that to your daughter but fuck it she's my daughter that's cute no but i like the new thing you know i know a lot of the new cult like oh you're all sensitive but i do like this new thing of like don't force your kids to hug any aunts or uncles who said that i just saw that i i see it online and i love that because my friends you said it did you say it on instagram the other day I don't. I might have retweeted, but I don't think I said it. I saw it. I've been off Twitter, <laughs> but <laughs> um, no. Like I went to my friends, and they have a three-year-old, and I went for you know, can I get a hug? And she went no, and I went high five, and she went no, and I went all right, and you know, I think about, but at the end of the day, yeah. I got a nice hug from her, but it is this thing of like we expect teens and all these with the arcades like tell girls, and I don't know. I kind of like that we don't force. Yeah. Our, our daughters yeah. and sons and kids to hug people they don't want to hug. I think it's cool because they're they're I probably did. getting an intuition too of like I don't want to be touched right now, and that's a valid thing to reinforce in kids of like yeah, yeah. don't be touched if you don't want to touch. Yeah. Fuck this grandma. I remember why is she ha- aggressive to kiss you? Hating having to kiss my grandmothers. Yeah. Like I remember being like oh god. And then you it's and that's weird. A, and that's natural. And then it's weird. We all do it. And we all feel that way. Very few kids are like, I can't wait to kiss this person. Isla, Isla has uh, my youngest had was um, had to do proverbs, uh-huh. and, she, and she's dyslexic. She's out of the box thinker. She's I mean, she's weird, weird brain. 
and all her she didn't study for it so she just guessed the endings so they tell you the first one like you can lead a horse to water and then she would just guess the other part uh but if you give a horse too much water it's going to look fat and nobody wants that and so like where there's smoke and she wrote there where, there's a log like uh the grass is always greener when you water it like that's the way her brain works and but one of the best ones she had uh well i'll tell you the other these are the uh two's company three's a party that was another one she had uh don't bite the hand that's brown that was another one <laughs> but the best one was children should be seen and not touched yes and she hates being touched she can't get love from that child she does not want to like she doesn't cuddle like she'll cuddle with my wife like but she will not i don't think i've ever gotten affection from her and recently but i'm cool with that i want her to be happy yeah but i still want her to be open like we bully her into hugging us like uh, but i th- i don't know maybe it's because i know you i think that's cute and great but i just i don't know i like the new thing of like let your kids not f- touch people they don't want to yeah, it is weird because you go, hey. Because now I'm a grown-up and I have a hard time telling people like that. I don't like that. And then when you do, they yell at you and take it personal. And it's weird. But like, yeah, we should teach people and get everyone to speak their minds earlier. What about, okay, what if what if we argue, not argue, but yeah. uh, say that that is cultural. Like I said, in the Cuban 100%. culture. 100%. Cuban culture. Yeah, I'm Russian. We're like cold. What? Yeah, we're Russian. We're cold. We don't. We're... Did you kiss your parents on the lips? I don't think so. <laughs> you, I really don't. Do you kiss your dad like when you see him now? No. Do you hug we him? just my parents have told me I love you less than 10 times in my whole life. <laughs> really? Yeah, I mean now that they're older, they they text it more and like yeah. they say it, but I've not wasn't raised that way, so I get fully uncomfortable. Um Really? We, uh yeah, it was only when I was like leaving town or something dramatic, like I didn't get um yeah, I didn't get I love yous or hugs. Oh, I got I love you. I'm proud of you. I got kisses. I had to kiss my dad on the lips every night when I came home. No, my dad will not compliment me. Not on the lips. I had to kiss him on the He talks about me. So like to my face, he's not very kind. And then my mom always says he's like brags or carries newspapers that I'm in and like look at my daughter. But to me, he'll be like, why haven't you been on TV in a while? Or like, (laughs) wow, this time was shorter than last time. (laughs) You know, stuff like that. So what what if we say like we are we are mandating white culture when we when uh when a black guy or a, like a cuban guy yeah. comes up cuban comic comes up and gives you a kiss on the cheek and you go don't do that yeah. you're mandating but w- oh, it's it, my butt. i could just say yeah. I, I don't feel comfortable that has nothing to do with you go kiss everyone else yeah and there's some people i feel comfortable doing that with and i'm allowed to decide you know but i hate that there are comics that hug me and then they'll pronounce my name wrong and it's like We've never even had lunch. I don't know you. You don't even know my name. Yeah. Why are my tits pressed against you? I don't like that. Yeah. I just, I, you that know, it has nothing to do with you. Um, so yeah, if someone hugs and kisses me on the cheek and I go, hey, dude, I don't really like that. The response should be, oh, okay, my bad. I won't do that again. I, I would, I, I, my automatic go-to is, why would you ever kiss someone on the cheek if you didn't know they already liked that? No, this dude, this comic once did that to me. And I said, oh, I don't know you like that. And he was like, flipped out. Started yelling at me. I won't even say it. And I was like, okay, like this is, I just, so I've seen him since. He always, it's annoying. So this last time I saw him, I saw him coming. So I faced the bar. So to be fully on the bar so he wouldn't touch me, he hugged me from behind. And I'm like, why are you touching me? So then I did my set. He hugged me on stage and it's like, fuck you. 
you're not even my friend. Like I'm, I don't, I don't like it. Like Artie will hug me, and it's like I'm happy to be hugged by Artie Fuqua, you know. Yeah. But I don't even know you. So then afterward, my set, I'm sitting there. He comes up to me, hugs me while I'm sitting again, kisses me on my cheek, and I went. Oh. And he went, oh yeah, you don't like that. Well, you know what, Lisa? There's one of you and hundreds of women, so whatever. And he walked away from me. And it's just like, I want to, it's exhausting to be a bitch. Let me just say that. It's exhausting to constantly be on the defensive, to constantly argue. Oh, that needs to be a t-shirt. It's, it's exhausting, exhausting to be a bitch. It's exhausting to explain myself what bothers me. And sometimes you're just like, you know, there's a regular at the, um, and he came to talk to me at the club and he was just like touching my lower back. And I wish I just said like, I don't like that. But I was like, oh, he comes here all the time. I'm sure he means well. And I didn't say anything, but I hated it. And it's not abuse. I'm not saying he needs to be thrown to jail and lose his job. Yeah. But it's it's like, I feel weird even telling him, but it's my body. Like, why can't I just be like, oh, don't touch me. I don't like that. Yeah. You know? And like, I, this dude, it's like all my body language was like, please don't touch me. There was a, but and, here's what's interesting. And I have to be more assertive because people assume that I'm assertive, but like I'm exhausted sometimes. Here's, I don't like conversation. So, but there's a, there was a female comic that was talking very sexually at the store, was talking very sexually uh -huh. and it was making me uncomfortable. Yeah. And, uh, and I just made a flippant joke of like, Hey, Hey. You know, we're at work in this Me Too culture. We can't be, oh, shut the fuck up, Bert. Are you serious? And then all of a sudden, I got attacked for, because I was uncomfortable with what she was saying. Yeah. For standing up for myself, I got attacked saying women can do, she was saying women can do whatever the fuck they want because you've been doing this to us our whole life. And I went, hold on. I was just saying, I'm uncomfortable. Like, I was like saying, hey, we're at work. Let's, let's, let's. Throw up some walls. It's okay to throw up walls. I don't yeah. do this to you. Yeah. I don't do this to any women. I never talk sexually to any fucking women. Yeah. Like, let's, I don't touch people. Like, I'm like, fucking I guess, Jesus. no, that's annoying. And you, you're allowed to be uncomfortable and someone should stop. What, like, what I've seen with the, these jokes is like, like someone will hug me and be like, oh, is this okay for me too? And it's like, you know, it <laughs> Did is. Did you just do Keith Robinson? <laughs> <laughs> All of them. It's like, oh, can I do this? It's like, you're belittling a thing that's actually real. And you know that we're tight and we can ha like stop stop it yeah but yeah if you're uncomfortable so that's why I, I feel like if she would get defense i don't know there are look there are problematic dudes there are problematic women yes. and then there's good dudes and there's good women yes and there's and like i was with the i was with a good dude at a radio station this is one of my favorite this is right when me too came out you yeah. know and uh this a saleswoman walked in and one of the radio hosts was, was talking pretty aggressive about sex stuff or whatever mm. and i was like hey i think we're uh, supposed to tone it down in in today's culture like i wasn't joking i was being serious yeah. a woman walked in yeah and he goes oh no she's cool you could fucking we could all just come in her mouth right now <laughs> and the woman went uh, and, I, and and me and this other guy looked at each other and go i think this is exactly what the movement's about <laughs> and this woman just was like sure you can all come in my mouth and just walk away like, <laughs> uh, no one's listening to me. <laughs> I've talked about with the guy I sat next to. Every time we see each other, we talk about that one fucking moment. <laughs> it made us, it was like, oh, but, uh, but, the, and uh, so as I'd say in, the, in that room, half the guys were bad. Half the guys were good. Yeah. You know, I don't think it's the majority of guys are bad. I think the majority of guys, I, I think the majority of people that aren't going through what anyone goes through don't know. You can never know what someone's going through. Yeah. So I think the majority of guys just don't know. 
I think I think also in that majority when they feel like they're being that they're the problem that they're being attacked even if they are the problem and they are being attacked on the right place uh-huh. even if they're being attacked for the wrong reason they're just shrapnels hitting them they get defensive I think most people get defensive when you go but you're the problem then you go but I'm not like if if I go but you're the racist you're the, you I saw your tweets you're yeah. you go I'm not racist I can't defend myself all I can do is apologize and learn but yeah. I'm not because you want to go I'm a good person yeah and you are a good person yeah. I, I think you're important. This will be. This will be. I'm sure you. I'm sure, maybe you feel this way, but I think people like you are important. I know Ari thinks you're important. To have yeah. someone like you who but has. But you know, it's annoying because I do our. I did Ari's podcast, and like his fans hate me. Yeah. They're so mean, and so I'm assuming when you post this, that'll no. be like no. this dumb bitch. It's a comedy podcast. No, 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 no. It's <laughs> no. Look. I'm always like. I'm always like. Oh, people are gonna hate me. That's why I had to turn off all the notifications on twitter and all i don't that. think i think i think most people but it is because like podcast. you know with all the louis stuff people have been telling me like why are you still performing at the cellar if you care you know blah, blah blah and it's like i'm not not performing there and getting awesome spots and money because of him but also there was one night and i talk about this a lot three dudes in a row had me two jokes and how annoying they are and how hard it's been for men and it's like yeah i better fucking go up after them you know yeah if there's only one woman on the lineup like i want to be there i yeah. want to go up um, yeah, I, I mean, I've been doing this a long fucking time and it's just frustrating and overwhelming. It's tough being a bitch. Is, yeah. that, what, is that what you said? It's exhausting. It's exhausting being it's a bitch. It's not fun to like, at the table especially, it's like, I disagree. And I had to just stop arguing. Well, I saw Ava DuVernay speak at this Miss Foundation event. I know who that is. Yeah, director. Like a oh, wrinkle no, in time. I don't know who that is. Selma. But she, uh, she said something and it really hit me and I liked it. And she was just like, they keep... All these people, like, she was talking about race stuff, too, so I don't want to, like, fully take it on, but it's like this thing of, like, they keep us busy dealing with all this inequality and racism and thinking about it and dealing with it and going around it that we don't have time to create and be badasses and work. Stop arguing, stop giving in, and go do your shit. And that was huge to me. Like, I'm sick of arguing with dudes at the table. I'm sick of convincing you inequality is real. Like, I want to go make shit with like-minded people. There's a dance class I love in L.A., and every time I go there, I'm like, I get reminded like, oh yeah, there's people like me. This is great. Let's, fo- I, I need to focus on this and have fun with my friends. I mean, used to nephews and comics I love and not waste time trying to argue with people who don't want to hear it. I, I think I, I'm going to write jokes about it. Yeah, I'm going to be write, fun. Write jokes about somewhere. it. But yeah, the, the biggest way, I think the biggest way you are put on this planet to affect change is by writing poignant jokes that make men and women a laugh alike and see the other side of the fence. I think I, I think so. that's all there is, to, all that you can do. I think when where we get lost, yeah, we're is, comics, and it's like I don't want to write an essay. I don't want to. Yeah. Um, I don't want to do conferences. Like this has been a chat, but like I want to write jokes about it. Yeah, and and I think that's the biggest thing. I have it. a hard time. I don't get too political on stage, meaning I, yeah. I don't tackle uh, like political issues, only because I don't think you They're need another white guy. <laughs> going like ranting and raving about free speech or yeah. or how come I can't say the n-word you know or like just stuff like that yeah. I just part of me goes there are guys that do that they do it well they're they're guys that are really talented talking about politics liberal and conservative mm-hmm. it's just not me if I tell you a story like I have a joke about having a gun yeah. it's a it's a joke it's man, it's intended number one to make you laugh yeah that's all if if you walk away pulling out any sort of like of my politics, you misread it. 
Yeah. But it, but if you walk away from it and go and you gun. form your own opinion, yeah. then you that's then that's how it should work. You're an American. Yeah. You have a fucking you have a job. I trust that you know what the fuck you're doing. Yeah, to me it's funny cuz the people uh I mean this is a generalization, but usually the dudes that are yell about freedom of speech are the ones that hate me the most and hate my jokes. Oh no. You know, See, it's yeah, always yeah, yeah. that. It's like we should say what we want and then it's like, "Hey, not all white men are the same." It's like, "I thought you're all for freedom of speech." Like <laughs> yeah. the audience decides, but you Usually they're the dudes that are the most mad and like tell me I'm not funny and stuff. And it's like, you're the one who wants like everyone to say whatever they want on stage. Let me do it. I think you're, I think you're awesome. Thank you. I think you're great. No, this I do. And I, it's, uh, it's interesting. Excited. I think you're an interesting Cause socially person. you intimidated me a little bit. I don't think we get to, you're like so fun and wild, wild. And I, I like shrink up and get reserved a little sometimes. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, you're I'm, like too cool. Oh, I'm not cool. You guys are the cool crew. Who? I feel like you and your friend group are the cool crew. Uh-uh. Yeah. I'm the, the, I'm the fucking yeah. No, dork. you guys got cool. You're cool. I'm not cool. You're the popular. I think you guys are the popular crew of <laughs> Wait, who's my popular? <laughs> <laughs> fucking... I just remember. Maybe it's just you and Tom. Is, <laughs> you guys I'm are definitely cool cooler guys. than Tom. <laughs> he, I remember. He was one of my heroes. Really? Yeah. He was one of the first people I ever featured for at a club in Peoria, Illinois. And I learned so much from him that weekend on how to treat people, how to do comedy, how to be chill. I, there was barely an audience there. He was fun. Every set was different. We we went to breakfast. He like taught me about he would been doing it 10 years. And I don't know. He just taught me so much about how to behave and act and do comedy. And and then last year I got to open for him in front of 3000 people. And I was like, damn, so cool. Because um, I think people get impatient to be successful mm -hmm. and watching someone as good as him not be resentful or mean or bitch about stuff when I opened for him was a great lesson. I'll tell you what else I think is really cool about a guy like Tom. And I think my, I, I'll include myself in this and all my friends is, uh, it's really cool to know that like you had a good, like you went on the road with Tom and he wasn't a dog. He didn't try to fuck you. He didn't try to fuck other chicks. He was just a cool person who was like, looked at you as a, like as a peer mm -hmm. and was like, Hey, this is, uh, this is how the business goes. You know? Yeah. It's really, that's, it, I, I, I didn't. I never really brought a ton of women on the road with me, but the only person I had consistently ever was Nikki Glazer. Yeah. And and I said to we were talking about it the other day. And she said, you know, what's amazing is like you were a really good guy. It was about the work. It wasn't about. She helped me a lot when like, I was younger. Too. I never. I never. I never once partied with her. I, I don't know if she was drinking at the time. I know I was drinking, but like I was always like keep it. I, I was the same way with Amy. We were always. I was always friends with her, but yeah. not like you know. But. Yeah, recently someone brought a woman comic to open for them. And he's like, yeah, because the host is a dude and dudes, I thought it would be bad, you know, a good thing to do. I was like, yeah, duh, that's what you should do. And he goes, I mean, but she's funny. And I go, no one denied she was funny. I'm yeah. like, no one thinks you bring a chick just because. Like, there's tons of funny ones. But yeah. But I understand when you're on the road, you also just want to bring people you get along with and have fun with. Uh, I'm less judgmental of people and who they bring because if you're on the road for a long time, you want to be with someone you are tight with. Well, I, I did the opposite for the majority of what I've been touring lately is that I always wanted to support local comedy. Okay. So I was always like, you know what? Who do you guys have that's funny? Put them on that week. Mm -hmm. So that you get to... And I ended up meeting a lot of people that way and making new friends but it was it's a great way cuz like a lot of the comedy scenes i mean everyone's bringing their own feature so if you let everyone bring their own feature how is the is local is every clock in here broken yes <laughs> yes and my watch is too 
What time is it? I don't know. Oh, okay, 12. cool. No, we should wrap good. this up. I got to take a shit. Okay, cool. Uh, wait, I've I, had to pee for so long. Wait, can I tell you that? Can I, I, can I end talking. on this? Yeah, I want to. Yeah, is, let's this do is some the, This is the, the last thing I'll say. And this is what, this is where if we ever disagree, it was on this one moment. When we were playing that heads up thing, <laughs> we had all just gotten high. And we were in the green we room. High. But that's what I mean. Like you guys, yeah, you were all drunk. I think I wasn't drinking. I th- oh yeah. Right. Was that it? No, I was. But- I wasn't as fun. You guys are just cool. Like I felt really like I was the only girl at that fest. Really? Yeah. That was annoying. Sean Patton was complaining about how unfair it is for white guys. I'm like, truly, I'm the only girl here. And there's only one <laughs> other black dude. And there's 15 of you, Sean. Like uh, you're so crazy. I was laughing so hard because in heads up, oh, when yeah. you play heads up, you it put your phone on your head and it says something. It's like. Look, it'll say Independence Day for the movie and you have to be like, Will Smith, aliens. Yeah, and so she would put it on her head and I would just say what it was. And it was, and I was high and it was making you frustrated. And you're like, no, you're playing it wrong. <laughs> and I kept saying, no, I'm playing it right because it's making me laugh. So I'm playing the game right. And you're like, no, you're playing it wrong. No, I really flipped out. I think I think <laughs> yeah, I thought you I- did, <laughs> but in the funniest way possible. And so I kept going, no, but you're getting angry and it's making me laugh. So I think I'm playing it right. And I kept trying to argue that point. And I fucking laughed so hard that fucking night i was one of the hardest have you played that game with your kids or with other friends before no heads up i'm gonna get it right now it's fun it's a dollar 99 i think you can swing it but it's such a fun game and it's nice because like sometimes in an amusement park or if you're waiting in a long line or you're waiting for like deep dish pizza and it's taking an hour and a half like you could play heads up so i got it i just bought it. it Um, hey, listen, this is here's, here's what I'll say. Yes. Uh, if, if there's ever anything in this you want taken out, I'll take it out. I think that'll be pretty hard. But if there's anything in this you want taken out, okay. I'll take out. Um, I will always have your back. I will Thank always, you for... always have your oh, back. Oh, that's so good. I'm that's o- good I think you're a fantastic person. Thank you. I think, you're, I think your, perce- your perspectives on life are important. And I think there needs to be more of that in comedy, more different of opinion. Yes. Just because, I mean, who the fuck wants to follow everyone having the same goddamn joke? True. So... Thank you. I love you. Love you. (laughs) This episode was brought to you by The Machine.